forever. Dog. Warning. The following podcast contains Singapore Austin Powers, the ugly side of fake rocks, a deleted scene southern accented Arnold Schwarzenegger character, an intense quiz about main character names and avatar, and a fully three-dimensional look at T2 3D Battle Across Time with special guest Griffin Newman. Come with us if you want to enjoy a podcast. This is Podcast The Ride. Welcome to Podcast The Ride, hosted by three guys who would be totally cool with Cyberdyne's rise to power as long as they had a decent theme park division. Uh, I'm Scott Gardner, joined by Mike Carlson and Jason Sheridan. Yeah, I'm Mike Carlson. Yeah, that would be, honestly, that's one of the things about the horrible, scary future. Uh, companies consolidating, uh, machines taking over jobs, but mm-hmm. the technology of the theme parks and theme park rides going to be very interesting very cool so that mm-hmm. is something to look forward to i was thinking after thinking of that line that we would probably be we would be like sending each other videos of the demo for the t-1000 <laughs> oh, like, sure. this is pretty sweet like this is for a stunt show or something i think michael bennett dyson has done it again <laughs> yep. they filed a patent for a liquid animatronic <laughs> it's gotta be it's gonna be for a marvel thing i wonder like this wow see if you, sh- you could shoot a thing apart and then it reforms oh my so God. It's screen. yeah then we're like interviewing its creator at like a live show we're like you're so cool man you like made all of our dreams come true anything you work on anything else cool yes a couple things um, oh, yeah, the cool. actual creator is dead with a twisted neck backstage <laughs> robert Pat- robert patrick has taken on that form let's yeah. not go much further without bringing in uh, yes. our guest uh, uh, returning to the show uh, continuing his podcast ride 3d film dissertation uh from the tick and from blank check it's griffin newman uh thank you so much for having me back uh, real Thanks real for being honor back. and a privilege uh sure. two things i want to share right off the top mm-hmm. uh uh, uh, Jason had messaged me, uh, and uh, I'm I'm in town for uh, the WonderCon convention in Anaheim. Mm, in Anaheim, right? So uh, he saw that I was going to be in town, and said, "I don't know if you'd want to come on and talk about other Muppet stuff because there's so many other Muppet things in the park between the shows and the things they develop and haven't done." I don't know if I want to pigeonhole myself just be the, Muppet, the Muppet guy. Because sure. yeah, we'll, we'll pigeonhole you. And then Nick you message me. Right. I was like, "Oh no, I would get pigeonholed." Then you messaged me and said, "What if you did Terminator 2 3D?" And I went, "Oh, I will totally get pigeonholed as the 3D movie." Guy. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that, well, that's I a little more open-ended. I will happily accept that pigeonhole. Well, and this was a this was a Reddit request. I wish I had the uh, the name the name on it. All a couple of people were talking about this on our on our subreddit, but this uh, this had apparently come up before on Blank Check. On Blank Check, I apparently said it was one of my five favorite movies of all time, <laughs> <laughs> Terminator Two 3D, which I think 3D. I made a similar claim during the Muppet Vision 3D episode that that's one of my yeah. five or ten favorite movies Both of all time. Justified. Great I don't films. want to mm-hmm. like great films. Yeah, yeah, uh, sure. Uh, I don't want to just you know spoil our, our takes in general but this yes. is like i was realized i think this is one of my top 10 favorite theme park things ever oh, wow. I, love, love, I, love I think also i mean i assume this is uncontroversial opinion the third best terminator film 
Oh, sure. If we count this as one out of six, I in the last 24 hours, in order to like make sure I could uh, make such claims, I had not seen past two and I watched three Rise of the Machines last evening and this morning because I fell asleep Mm -hmm. while it was on Mm -hmm. during what was described to me as the most exciting part. Uh, Rough, rough stuff. I mean, I was tired anyway, but like. Ooh, boy, what a bunch of, like, aestheticless, post-Matrix leather for no reason. Have you yeah. seen the other two? No. I, you I have seen... no idea oh, so no. how good it gets. <laughs> how good you have it with Rise oh, of the Machines. Oh, no, I'll miss I three so much. I like Rise of the Machines. Really? Genesis and Salvation are, like, nightmare movies. Yeah, Salvation is kind of stunning how, like, kind of empty it is. How nothing it, it is with, like, with, like, as... Big of a lead as Christian Bale yeah, is, is like a guy I usually like, and Sam Worthington. Oh yeah, the Sam world's greatest yeah. charisma magnet, Sam Worthington. Jake, yeah. Jake Sully true. himself. Jake Sully Jake, himself. Jake Sully himself. I just in the last like three months sat down and like in one sitting, beginning to end, watch T two. Like I had seen the whole movie in pieces over the oh, years. Wow. But just in one sitting, sat down and watched it. It was a fairly long sitting because it is a long movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I had forgotten about from only seeing it in pieces. I had in one sitting seen Terminator 3 Rise of the Machines uh-huh. for yeah. some reason. Really? Yeah. Uh, Odd order. Yeah. How, how does that I'd, change your perception of everything? Um, it kind of makes some stuff make sense. I feel like there's a lot of... Uh, there's a lot of them going between set pieces in T2. Like there is a lot of like threads between like, all right, we got to get to this chase and we got to get to this chase and we got to get to this sequence. But they're fun little like character exchanges. I I think yeah. you're getting to know them and you're getting to calm down a little bit. It, it really is kind of like the first modern blockbuster in that yeah. sense, mm-hmm. in terms of how it's structured. Of, it like very you need much, like five massive set pieces yeah, and the plot up. is what's connecting yeah. those. Are, the effects look better than some movies from like five years ago. Oh, yeah. 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 Are you yeah. criticizing Terminator 2? It, uh, it seems like I'm reading between the lines. You seem like you're saying a little long. It's a judgment it day for Jason. Feel, uh, d- uh, <laughs> no, I thought day. like it was good. It did just feel long. I mean, okay. I feel like my criticism nowadays is is for most movies is that is long, which maybe it predicted that well, you, too. That game, you are not going to be happy when we're sitting uh, yeah, in the theater for Endgame. Three hours and two minutes. Three hours like, and two minutes. Four intermissions, right? I, yes. And it has an overture. Overture at the yeah. start. Right. <laughs> Alan Silvestri's Avengers theme. Yes. Before I forget the other other thing i wanted to say as a pre-note was mm-hmm. at wondercon yesterday uh we did a, a a signing for the tick and a guy came up to me he was like one of the last people at the signing and he leaned he was like very shy and he leaned in and he said please go on podcast the ride again wow <laughs> oh amazing and i said hey buddy I'm going on it tomorrow. And he reacted as if I had proven that Santa Claus was real. <laughs> All right. Like, well. He thought it was like a fight. Like it was going to be a like, you know, well, I don't know. If I don't those know. guys yeah. are going to yeah. be into yeah. it. You know, they seem like bad terms last but... time. And I said, dude, it's on the books. Yeah. Yes. I did not realize because at the time that I came on this and I just offhandedly said pizza Rizzo is bad. Oh, my God. You know what you were walking into. had not been released yet. 
And mm-hmm. I didn't realize that there were going to be like eight consecutive episodes. <laughs> mm-hmm. I land somewhere in the middle of that, of everyone litigating the Pizza Rizzo gates. Out of nowhere, sure. yeah. Well, yeah. A couple of people just walked in without realizing uh, yeah. what a thing it had become. Uh, really, the, the battle for salvation of its day. <laughs> really? <laughs> I yeah. do like that everyone agrees that the pizza is bad. I mean, that's not even a yeah, party Yeah, that's argument. not in question. It's about, yeah. have you seen the party room upstairs? It's the party room, and is it is it a enough theming i think that's the argument because the argument and both sides one side is like this doesn't look like anything whereas the robots whatever the other side is look at the wall look at the poster the poster has a word that's a reference to the muppets that's cool so it's really i feel like the debate is how much do you want i want a lot i agree i I I probably fall on the side of just you know selfishness of the potential of a muppet restaurant as many people have brought up in the ongoing pizza (laughs) (laughs) podcast right the potential is so great that's a little disappointing i perhaps didn't spend enough attention to everything on the wall (laughs) because the general theming of the room is pretty generic you have to really look at the details and certainly i have now seen video walkthroughs of the party room and I appreciate that that is a much better room. Yes. But I feel like it's a failing if I can walk in there as a mu- massive Muppet fan, eat a full pizza, and leave without noticing mm-hmm. the amount of theming there is. I Look, I agree with that. The play might be to go to another restaurant and get, like, the mobile order to go whatever... Other, whatever trendy food thing yeah. Disney is doing, a poke bowl, ch- chicken and waffles, right. so, and then take, take it, it in to the Pizza party. Rizzo. Yeah. Yeah, Sneak out it Galaxy's there. Edge yeah. food. Sneak soon out, yeah. yeah. Smuggle it. Because the pizza like tr- is truly terrible. Yeah. And it's next yeah. to a good, it, it's next yes. to Mama Melrose, which yeah. has like a wood-burning like yeah. real mm-hmm. pizza oven, which yeah. is good. And yeah. was supposed to be the original Muppet Gonzo's Pizza Place. Oh, interesting. Even got so far, I was watching the uh the yesterworld series of videos they have all like a video about unbuilt stuff or remnants of stuff that was unbuilt and mama melrose has these very unique rafter system and that was like all right this is gonna be the uh gonzo's pizzeria and rizzo and his his friends and family are gonna deliver you pizzas from the rafter like animatronics will deliver and that's why it was and then they ran out of money and the contract got weird and so (laughs) and look my problem with pizza rizzo is the same problem i had with pizza planet before it which is just like there's so much you can be doing here that i kind of i i'm reluctant to give you faint praise for what you have done Right. You know, this yes. is sort yes. of a this is a thing Tony Baxter has come back to, which is, you know, you don't get, you don't win points for what you did given the budget. Right. Because the audience right. doesn't know that. Right. If it's yeah, like it doesn't say the budget on the on the outside of the building, which would be funny right. if it said like, here's how much money we had. So like, isn't it good what we did with it? We like, prefer it that I'll way. Say this. Sure, I would, I it'd be interesting. The way they utilized the limited budget they had for Incredicoaster is clever and pretty effective. When I heard it was just, oh, it's like a repainting and a reskinning of the thing, I was like, this thing is going to be so lame. Mm-hmm. I was so ready to be underwhelmed by it. And I thought, this is a pretty decent retheming considering the schedule and the timing they had. And I wasn't really grading it on that curve. You know, I wasn't mm-hmm. giving them credit for. Mm-hmm. Maybe it would have been better if it had been designed from the get-go. Sure. But like going on that at night, you're like, this is a pretty effective Incredibles ride that works in in a different way than than you know. You, you don't want it to be the only Incredibles ride. No. But for yeah. if 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 that's the one that's there now, great. And I think 
the a real test is if you like took it all out and said we're going back to California screaming, would anybody be? It would be a minus. It would that? actively yeah, yeah. be a minus. Yeah. I'll I, say though this: someone listening for yes. sure. Oh, I think multiple I, people listening. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah definitely. Uh, spending the last couple of days walking around Anaheim, but not going into the park. Oh, so I have seen <laughs> the uh, the Incredicoaster skyline oh, from the yeah. convention center. It's right in your face. The one thing that irks me is uh, I wish they had made it look like the entire. Uh, roller coaster was her stretching. Oh. And it feels mm-hmm. like they're pretty close to doing that with the red tunnels. Mm-hmm. But the white of the supports feels a little incongruous with the Incredibles aesthetic. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they could have had like a sculptural arm, you know, or her There's, head on top yeah. of the thing. I think with like another $50 million, yeah. you can re- like, there's that whole section that's empty on the, uh, when you're looking at it in the park on the yes. left. That you could put some big tall thing, yeah. just some spinning light contraption, like just right. something doesn't even make sense. There's a bunch of things like that. But it's pretty close. Like it's it's not, you know, I, I mean, it, it's uh, I think it works. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. They got to do something, though, like that view that you had uh, on what is that? Catella is that the street? Yes. Yes. Uh, yes, yes, yes. The, uh, that, that's that's not the best view for I like imagine if there was a big like stretchy mrs incredible like yes. luring you into the park from the right. and the back of cars land looks like the nothing. back of cars land looks really bad yeah because i'll say the the guardians looks sort cool. of facade looks really good from a distance when you're driving up you oh. feel the magic yeah they did the back they yeah. redid yeah. just great right yeah. yeah right the back of cars land feels like you know <laughs> you're walking through like the set of of superstore or something uh-huh. so like, it's I, like plywood you know <laughs> I, I i was down i went down a winter God, I saw your panel and walked around uh, and and I took the the shuttle. I had to park at Angel Stadium, take mm-hmm. the shuttle over. And I was like, oh, yeah, the back of Carsland looks like Catastrophe Canyon. Except yeah. they put up a slight metallic fence. So it wasn't just girders. Yeah, it's a little a little better than just girders, but still just like some very bland <laughs> metal right. work. So damning it with faint praise, I guess. But, but that's like, I mean, for the amount of energy they put into trying to sell that Pixar Pier was different than Paradise mm-hmm. Pier. You look at that skyline and you're like, it still just looks like a Ferris wheel on like a white roller coaster. Yeah. By yeah. and large, it still just kind of looks like an old boardwalk carnival. Yes. You know? Oh, you have to get up close to see what they did different or be right. in those tunnels. Right. And I like, I like the red tunnels and I'm like, you're so close. Mm-hmm. You know, Incredibles is all like red and black and yellow. Yeah. Yes. Ooh, if they painted the whole thing. Yeah, and she's true. a stretchy lady. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you're very close to it's making the thing look thing. good. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. I think when you're on it, it's pretty effective. Hmm. The internal theming. Yeah. But yeah. it's, I mean, there's still, they still have to put that inside out thing, the repurposed Flix Flyers, which is a Bugs Land ride right. they're going to put over and make it like emotional. Like, well, right. And that's called things. the emotional whirlwind. That's the yes. joke, though. But it should have been the Isn't emotional it? roller coaster. And I know it's Certainly. what they wanted yeah. in coaster because that's the bigger film. But emotional roller coaster is such a slam dunk. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah, I guess the fact that they it must have something to do with it. They had Incredibles 2 to promote. Right. I think so. A, a movie. But you uh, wish like maybe there. they would have like done a simpler retheming of 
the uh what what is it california screaming was what it used to be yeah Yeah. Yeah. right to be inside out and then just actually put money into making a proper incredibles right but i guess they wanted to have something open by the time yeah yeah, two came out they wanted to be able to market it so i read on message boards i don't remember if it was mice chat or wdw magic Mm -hmm. which one that it was like a lassiter at the time when he was still around was upset that pixar hadn't been in the part like they hadn't gotten a new pixar thing so they're like we'll placate this guy and give them some Pixar, and then there'll be a thing we can market as like you go over to the other place when Star Wars Land opens. Yeah, okay. and I feel like I feel like maybe we'll get that Inside Out ride, and then like they'll just kind of be like, "Who cares? We're not gonna." We did what we did <laughs> yeah, over they there. Should have, have allocated fr- some ooh, money for power washing that roller coaster because those white <laughs> beams are, are yeah. like dirty the, when you go on it. White they're beams, dirty yeah. white right, beams. They look like the cyclone or something. You yes. know, like they're yeah. like old, like yeah. pre-renovation Coney Island. Oh, the charm. It's an old carnival. It's a fair. But that's the problem. That then doesn't mesh with like the new oh, it's no, it doesn't. Yeah. And Mickey's Incredible face. babysitting adventure. <laughs> Mickey's face yeah. is still on the pal around. Yeah, which is so strange. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, they all know. Everyone knows. Everyone yeah. knows. <laughs> uh, yeah, that it's. Yeah, uh, I have a feeling. Yeah, it'll be abandoned as soon as that in Inside Out thing is gone or is done. Weird, but it also feels like it makes sense for like since California Adventure didn't have a strong identity for so long mm-hmm. to be like this is we're like you know uh, throwing down the gauntlet to be like this will be the place where Pixar. And Marvel are more represented. Sure. But then, Mm -hmm. you know, the Marvel thing, it feels like they're doing very deliberately uh, working Mm -hmm. out those rights Mm -hmm. and figuring out the right technology. And the Pixar stuff feels a little just sort of like slapping new stickers on it. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean, it it doesn't make sense to me that they didn't do like just put some robots on the Grizzly River run and then put something in the walk around area. Yeah. And like rebrand that because that's an area not even trafficked very much. So like you really have a chance to completely make a new identity for that part of the park. Yes. But I don't know. You ever get Slinky Dog? Like they take out those like that weird like restaurant garden area. And I bet that's a moneymaker, though, for them over there. Yeah, maybe so. That's that's a good point. They could take out the goofy roller coaster. It's not a but room for Slinky, not, though. Not yeah. room. Not yeah. room. I guess that's the other weird thing about it is that all these other parks are getting Toy Story Land now. Mm-hmm. And all the Toy Story Lands are different. So there are like 10 actual Toy Story rides that they could pull from now. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but most are bad, though. Most are pretty right. minimal. Is Slinky one supposed to be good? Yeah. I yeah. That's Slinky right. Dog is supposed to be fun. Yeah. Right. It's all underwhelming. Not Mania, obviously. But, but like yeah. we, we talked about before how like, oh, wait, so what is what are they calling like the pizza and pasta and like that little stretch? It's like, oh, that's... That's still called Paradise Garden. So there's yeah. Pixar Pier, Paradise Garden, which is different from Paradise Pier is uh, is gone. But right. Paradise Pier Hotel. Well, I guess what I was saying before around. is they're supposedly going to keep theming around with Pixar. But yeah, I, right. feel, I have a feeling it's going to yeah, be abandoned. I feel like, That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's like they they have some grand plan. You think plan. there will never be a phase two? You think phase one ends with uh, we the emotional the, whirlwind? Yeah, yeah, that's sort of that's the That's pretty close. Feeling I I get, and the Jesse uh, one, right? I guess that's, that's, that's almost that's open now. Is it open? open? It is open, yeah. Um, but that's what I feel like. They're just going to be like, I don't know. Are we going to th- retheme the rest of the. There's like nothing there. Because are you going to retheme the. What do, what do you call it? The swings? The silly symphony swings? People like Mickey on the top. What is that going to be? 
It doesn't yeah. matter. Why would we change yeah. these stupid like take mm. Mickey out and put uh, Well they day uh, the dead Brave there's up on there. I <laughs> yeah, don't know. Yes, yes. They oh, they yeah, do yeah. a lot of coke they did a lot of cocoa stuff for Day of the Dead yeah. in that area. So you could make that year round, I guess. There's too many bigger it's things. A lot of seasonal there's stuff too many they bigger do things. over there too and like mm-hmm. you got we have there has to be a fantasy land expansion. They have to build more Marvel once this first underwhelming right. thing Marvel happens next year. Uh, tomorrow, like there's so much stuff that has to happen. I feel yeah. like this has got to be in the back of the list it or back of the be. line. It That's should how be. It should be. Because it's a fine place, um, even if it's inconsistently <laughs> themed. Yeah. <laughs> but you want to, okay, you want to talk about a property that was not half-assed into a theme park, mm-hmm. something that was yeah. done full tilt. One of the most good expensive it attractions of, yeah. of its time. Yeah. 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 I think it took that mantle for Mio of most expensive per minute. Yeah. A fun good fact that short films and theme parks, kind of only short films and theme parks can have. Well, because the math is that it was, what, it was 12 million for uh, 20, no, I'm sorry, 24 million for 12 minutes. Yeah. Wow. But then it costs another 36 million for all the other elements. Yes. I had to check my notes. You had that in your head. I I just, I was (laughs) cramming everything before coming here. Yeah. (laughs) Watching as many videos, going through the Wikipedia Wikipedia watching because oh, it is so it's much. a tough so that's the thing also is it's like unlike a lot of these shows or a lot of these 3d movies it's a really tough one to recapture watching on youtube yes because yeah. of the way they integrate the onstage performers and the 3d footage yeah where and you kind of have to watch it and then go like right i remember it sort of feeling like this because watching a video of live actors entering a 70 millimeter movie is not as impressive right. as yeah. you're there holy shit and right. the screens expand and, yeah mm-hmm. uh there's so much this thing did so many there were so many innovations to this attraction that were not done had never been done before and right. can't be done besides by universal right they, they said universal has like four or five unique patents from developing this one attraction yeah. wow just from this thing yeah, yeah. was um, this what made tim burton tim burton uh, uh james cameron um <laughs> Is this uh, uh, what started the 3D? The 3D. I wouldn't be surprised. On 3D, I I would not be surprised. Maybe. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. It looks so fucking good. Yeah. What a beautifully shot. Right. Seventy millimeter, forty frames per second. Yeah. 3D. And the other ones, like EO Muppet Vision, have escaped as like we kind of have the ro- the real movie of it. Right. You cannot, That's at least not problem. YouTube. That's there's the no like print of it. Right. Because they'll people will like uh, you know pick just the one lens or whatever mm-hmm. and oh, right. make a two D converted YouTube version that you can watch and get the sense of the movie. Mm-hmm. And even Muppet Vision, the stuff that happens in the theater around you is a little more incidental. Yeah. yeah. It's fun. It adds atmosphere when you're there, but it doesn't take away from the narrative of the movie mm-hmm. the, the t2 thing is so ambitious in terms of like how many different sort of uh mediums it's using to tell its story yeah. that it's really hard i watched I, I watched a 30 minute video that was the last time they ran it mm-hmm. that, i in Orlando. got about I seven also. minutes into that <laughs> and i had a to little tap out tough it's to a watch. lot it it's is a also lot. when the woman comes out to give the like uh the speech as like the cyberdyne <laughs> official <laughs> They, Kimberly Duncan. The character's right. name is Kimberly Duncan. They applaud like every line. Yeah. She gets yeah. uh the 
Uh, yeah, the she gets choked at one point and everyone cheers. Right. Yeah. Just they, of, they, that's they, the spirit of right. like, oh, it's yeah, the last yeah. time, but it's the still last weird. Time she dies. Right. The, the, last mechanism, time she dies. the mechanism that's clearly lifting her up, but it makes it look like he's lifting her yes. up. Yeah. Right. It's right behind the podium. Actually, it had not occurred to me there was a thing there. Yeah, that makes sense. That oh. video ends with, uh, at like 22 minutes, the show is over, right? Oh. Yeah. And I was like, why is there another 10 minutes on this video? And all the uh, live performers come out on stage for for a curtain call. Yeah. Oh my goodness. And they're goodness. all like crying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Whoa. Like it's like, you know, opening night of rent or something. And they're all like holding each That's... other's hands and cheering. And then they like huddle and clearly have an intimate moment with each other. And then they come back out and take another round of bows. The audience is <laughs> chanting something I don't understand. Then a woman comes out with a flag and is waving a T23D <laughs> flag. There's what? 10 minutes of just yeah. like encore that's just like, and then one of the two Arnolds comes out and starts flexing and like macho man like <laughs> wooting with the crowd it's crazy because they have two of each character oh. so it's weird to see like oh here are two arnold's here are two like john connor's <laughs> i like, wish i was there though i think it, i would have enjoyed amazing. being it was there. probably amazing to be there it was probably a party to be there everything like when uh, that pleasure island facebook group that i uh, look at a few times a week uh-huh. it's still at this point like <laughs> The community. I never. Eh, it pops yeah, up. I see. Yeah. It shows up. up in the feed. Yeah, yeah. It shows up in the feed. Uh, I still am. I kind of blown away that I never thought of all of this stuff as just one big theater company. Sure, everyone yeah. sure. Universal uh, right. in Florida. All yeah. the shows share performers. Yeah. They travel. There's a, a guy I coached on an improv team, but he's from Orlando, Pirates yeah. Dinner Adventure. Yeah. And then we ran into him at this this coast Pirates Dinner Adventure. <laughs> yeah. And he's also at Hogwarts. It's wild. It's just, it's a small community. Well, I'll tell you, yeah. my, my friend Becca Siegel, who is a uh, listener of the show, big fan oh. of you guys. Okay. Hi, Becca. Uh, Thank you. She has worked at both uh, Disney World and Universal and Pirates Dinner Adventure and all of the sort of yeah. adjacent Pirates? things. Pirates? What? It's yes. a weird, it's, wow. a, it's a yes. whole thing. Uh, circuit. Yeah. 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 And and there is that sort of sense of like uh, the last time I went to Florida and I saw her there, it was like her explaining. It kind of feels like when people try to explain like the history of like uh, improv teams, mm-hmm. you know, uh, yeah. where she was like, so he was like my like gangster when I did great movie ride. Uh-huh. Uh, and then now I'm doing olive oil and he's doing Bill and Ted, but Bill and Ted just <laughs> ended. So we're waiting to see if he's going to get transferred over. And it was it was I we were there. Uh, the beginning of November, I just fucking missed T2 closing. Yeah. It was like a trip that had been on the books for a while. Went with my friend Scott Craterman, who is also a listener of this show. And we like missed Hi, it Scott, by like you. a week. Um, oh, but man. But they had just finished doing Bill and Ted Halloween for the last time ever. That too? Oh, yeah. And they were all wearing like shirts. And it was like, mm-hmm. oh, we're like a theater. Like we're the last cast of Cats. Yeah. And yeah. we have to like represent this. And they were all like crying and cheering and like going hard at like the Epcot Food and Wine Festival. Sure. I mean, <laughs> doing a play, when you do a yeah. play, the yeah. last night, there is that sense of catharsis of like, right. we all went through this together. And right. and. Uh, talking to John Murdy, who makes the Halloween Horror Nights what it yeah. is, he said like that happens every year. The last night of Horror Nights, all the scare yeah. actors, like everyone is hugging each other at the end. Everyone's crying. Everyone's yeah. going out together. Like mm-hmm. it's wild. The other thing I have found uh, uh, through doing the Tick, which has a lot of stunts on it, is a lot of those. Uh, I mean, that's like 
the way that uh, a a theme park performers uh, pick up extra cash is to do stunt performance in movies and TV. And also during dry spells, a lot of regularly working movie and TV uh, stunt people go and do the stunt shows. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, there's a guy named Nico mm-hmm. who's like uh, one of the main characters on this new season playing a creature oh. as the physical performer. And it turned out that he had done like Indiana Jones stunt show. <laughs> and I was like, what, when you wow. got started? And he was like, no, I did it like two weeks ago. I'm like, we're <laughs> probably like, going to do it again in a couple months. He like pops in yeah, and they, that like, need is so shit. specific. Yeah. And wow. Yeah. No kidding. There, there really is that sort of like traveling circus. Like, if you've spent the time and you've done it, I think both with the people who like do the face characters and the people who do the shows and Mm. the people who do the stunt shows. Like if you have any one of those skill sets, it feels like they're constantly like, hey, can you pick up a shift? Do you want to come over here? (laughs) She's like the Disney and Orlando and uh, Universal people like go back and forth a fair amount. Mm -hmm. They're not very territorial about keeping people in one or the other. You can have like a nice quality it's not expensive to live in orlando i mean i'm sure like everywhere it's getting more expensive but like you can have a a decent quality of life there in a way that like los angeles and new york are a pain in the ass especially if you are like a barely working actor my my friend becca i i knew her from doing uh improv when we were uh uh teenagers together like summer camp and then we did like improv troops together and stuff and she then like just loved the theme parks during college did like the work programs and then when she graduated was like I just want to work here. And after a couple of years where they have like a pretty robust, like improv theater community in Orlando yeah. where they actually pay all the performers. What? Wow. Because their shows are Game well changer. attended with what? good ticket prices because of tourists. <laughs> no And way. like every improviser in Orlando gets paid good money. That's... And everyone was like, you're really good. You should really like, you should be doing this in New York. And she was like, I guess I'll go back to New York and try to do it. And she like came back to New York and did it for like nine months and was on house teams and was like, what the fuck am I doing? Here? Like, I'm like losing money. <laughs> and she just went back to Orlando yeah. and was like, yeah, yeah. do like, like sure. Tales of the Beetle Bard or whatever the Harry Potter show is. <laughs> And like perform at like 18 different places. Like she yeah. gets a lot of variety in what like, she gets you to mean do. Like perform for rapt, excited right. audiences yeah. constantly. Right. Um, right. And she's like, I get to like jump between a bunch of different venues and a bunch of different shows and wear different hats. And like yeah. literally. Uh, I t- uh, yeah. Was it like four or five years ago when I was trying to encourage you to audition for Austin Powers at Universal Singapore? Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then you started sending Wand Keeper when they started hiring Harry Potter. I think you were like. Out here? No, in Singapore. Oh, I was in, trying to get um, you to Japan, move to Singapore for a, a <laughs> yeah. year or so, I think. You know <laughs> Before what? the podcast. Yeah. Looking yeah. back, like, it's like, yeah, I should have just done that. Singapore. Why didn't I do that? Like, <laughs> I feel like that's like the great like tragedy of being a human being, though, is you is, always yeah. go like... I can't like leave my life and go live in Singapore for a year. And then a year later, you're like, I had nothing going on. You always think you have more to lose in the moment. Yeah. But you you don't take the thing. You can't use the tools and perspective you have now to judge yourself in the past. As my therapist always tells me. Uh, But Uh, yeah. As you sort through your feelings about not being Austin Powers (laughs) in Singapore. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, baby. Yeah. (laughs) I think a year from now, Jason, you will look back on this night as I can't believe I didn't leave that recording and board a plane to Singapore. <laughs> I should have clearly run off and done it then. It wasn't too late. You could at least be gold member. You could be gold member. <laughs>
Hey everybody, Tim Heidecker here with huge news. Office Hours Live recorded another episode live. It was one of our great ones with the great Rory Scoville, who's got a new special out on MAX. Oh, yeah. And the Trinity's here, DJ Doug Pound. Yes, hello. And Victor Berger the Fourth. Hi, hi, hi. Can't wait for the fifth. We enjoy the heck out of doing the show, and so will you. If you find us on the podcast app of your choice, now. Oh, man, if there's a walk around gold member, <laughs> Universal don't Singapore. you think we'd know about it by now? Uh, I don't know. There's so, we always find little hidden stuff. There could be a whole fifth. There could be like a whole, like the full cast of Austin Powers 3 face characters in Universal Singapore. You think there's a Foxy Cleopatra I'm, walking around? I'm just saying it's possible. For so yeah. some reason, they only got the gold member rights. Yeah. <laughs> so they can only do gold member. Uh-huh. For, they can only do sumo fat bastard. Right. You can have Scott evil, but he's got to have the weird hair implants right, or whatever right, was right. going on with yes. him. And uh-huh. then there's uh the, the like Tom Cruise Austin yeah. Powers. Nathan Lane's cameo as a uh-huh. saucy club goer. What? This yep. is a movie I saw. I have never watched, sat and watched all the way through. It's, so I I had no idea about Travolta. Yeah. I've been missing big swatches. Yeah, DeVito plays Mini Me. Uh, do you know who plays Dr. Evil? Kevin oh, Spacey. Kevin Spacey. <laughs> that That's oh an iconic. God. Mr. Perry. Uh, uh, Britney Spears is in the opening credits. Steven Spielberg. Yeah. Quincy Jones. Yeah. Right. It's got so many goddamn cameos in it. Uh-huh. I mean, I, I've seen that and I'll put that on for fun on YouTube once every six months or you so. You watch Austin Pussy once every six <laughs> yes, months. Yeah, the condensed film Austin yeah. Pussy. Uh, <laughs> I will say I I rarely like you know despite now having friends who have worked in the theme park system and realizing it's probably a uh, more psychologically healthy way to be a performer in America mm. than uh, pursuing the traditional entertainment industry sure. uh, which is like the the well of souls um, <laughs> I rarely go like man I would that would that looks like that would be fun I would love to play that character or do that I do I watched the the T two three D video and I was like man I probably would have had a great time playing John Connor for a year. Like I probably yeah. would have yeah. loved to play John Connor for a year. Well, but sure. you, it is a job though. And yes. the, the yes. normal job, like coworkers, yes. you know, spats and, and oh, yeah. management yeah. being shitty, like all right. of that still happens. A hundred percent. But that's, that's why, I mean, I'm, I'm a negative person and I uh, very quickly think about how annoying any situation can get mm-hmm. if you're in it for more than five seconds. And the John Connor thing was the first time where I was like, I think this would be cool enough that I would be willing to put up with what was annoying about this job sure yeah Yeah. there'd be a there'd be a stretch there before the honeymoon ended right i can attest from my theme park days one magical summer and then i was ready for all right here we go again oh it sucks immediately yes yes um you're all making me wistful you're making me want to go back and see if i can overturn that letter that they fired me with because i hadn't worked a shift in seven months (laughs) i mean you said in in one episode that you would love to go back and get to do it like once a year yes i absolutely the old old John Lasseter <laughs> run the Jungle Cruise again. Well, get everyone on. A, Let's not put that a on gentleman's it. hug. Uh, no, no, it's more like a SNL guy returning to host the show. Yes, yes, it's more That's like the that. way. Yeah, yeah. not like John Lasseter hosting SNL. Yeah, it's like when Chevy mm-hmm. Chase like returns to host yeah. SNL. Yeah. Yeah. Or Kevin Spacey <laughs> returns. <laughs> <laughs> the cast is thrilled. Is he in the Five Timers Club? Did they revoke Spacey? that? Spacey, I think he only got to three or four. Okay, Louis almost made it to five. Oh no, uh, real yeah. close. 
son Louie. <laughs> There's that one year, the like last sort of pre-Weinstein year of SNL has like six hosts or musical guests who would never be on the show a ever bunch. again. Oh, musical yeah. guests. There's who like knew? a run There's of like R. James Kelly, Franco, right? R. Kelly, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, Casey yeah. Affleck. Uh-huh. Uh, of course, John Lasseter hosted SNL. <laughs> and Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> <laughs> Great episode, though. Great episode. <laughs> really care, good character work. I mean, he, yeah. he's reading the cards, he's but, the cards, but, you know, yeah. that's... You, he's that's, committed, though. He's mm-hmm. committed. Except for yeah. the shirts. He would not take off the Hawaiian shirts. He just kept yeah. changing Hawaiian he, shirts. He dances with Jason Sudeikis on What's Up With That. <laughs> really great. Really funny. He was having fun. Yeah. Uh, um, well, okay. Let, let's, I mean, I'm not even sure where to really start tackling this, but I, well, okay. Well, I'll, I'll say this. Uh, the, if you talk about what would be a fun part to be in this show, which, by the way, is a synthesis of a 3D film and live performers on stage. Um, I feel like the one bummer about being John Connor is that, like, I think you you would have a really fun run of that. But at some point, it becomes pretty precise hitting of marks. And I'm, I'm especially convinced of this from watching James Cameron at the a rehearsal space where they've set up a temp yeah. stage mimicking right. the dimensions that will eventually be in the theater parallel to where they were filming like they were mm-hmm. spending time both filming on the sets they had built and then going over to the like airplane hangar yeah. where they built the replica of the theater to make sure that the two things would work in concert yes mm-hmm. yeah eventually building to, i think way down the line building to the 3D team having to consult with the live team. Yeah. Two things that should never and rarely meet. Yeah. But that like that that making sure the team one million is crossing with the correct amount of seconds that it would take John and Sarah to get from right. stage left to stage right. See, that's the thing. I think it would be a very difficult job and it mm. is very precise, but there must be a thrill to if you're doing that show, the audience is gonna gasp every time. Like yeah, that, the yeah. first couple times that there's that interaction with someone going in the screen and coming out the screen, it's so fucking effective. The yeah. motorcycle coming out of the screen Ooh. is insane and yeah. still looked good in yeah. 2017. You're just on some video. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really and like insane. watching on the video, I was like, right, right. The guys really don't look like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Sure. But, sure. But you're so impressed by the fact that a guy has like come through the screen that you don't care at all. Yeah. I yeah. so this was my entrance point to the Terminator franchise. Me too. I was yeah. on this when I was yep. 12 years old uh-huh. and had not seen the Terminator movies and after that I was like, well that's maybe the best theme park attraction I've ever witnessed. I was all in and then like went home, watched Terminator 1, watched Terminator 2. Oh, gotcha. Retrofit it from like, mm. I'm buying what they're selling. Yeah. And See, I yeah. think then, I didn't understand how much mythology there was around Terminator. I was like, is it just like a robot slasher movie? My parents mm-hmm. like hated action movies. They never let me watch them. So I think I kind of dismissed it in the way when you're a kid, if you're not allowed to watch something, you pretend like you don't like it. Right. I'm exactly the same. I think probably yeah. I was like saying... I'd rather watch Beauty and the Beast. Right. I just think scary movie doesn't look funny. <laughs> yeah. It looks juvenile to me. I wouldn't even bother seeing I don't it. Want to, I don't want to hear this jerky boys CD. Right. right. <laughs> so I was in that mode. And then I remember my dad was like, uh, you know, he had the boys. Mm-hmm. My mom was, uh, you know, with my sister who was very young at the time. And he was like, come on, let's go on. Like the Terminator is like a little edgier. It's kind of like a big kid's ride. 
<laughs> you know? And I think he liked that he knew he would be able to sit down in a seat and not have to oh, go yeah. on some, sure. like, thing. But a little surprise at the end. Right. My out. father, never seen any of the Terminator movies, like, took us just because I think he thought it would be, like, easier on his back. And I <laughs> no. sat there and I was like, even just from the theming of, like, the pre-show stuff, I was like, I like this as, like, an evil company. Yeah. I like that it's sort of like a consumer-facing company that's clearly, like, messaged as, like, having this sinister edge. And then when the video cuts in, I was like, I don't know who Sarah Connor is. I don't know who John Connor is, but I love that it's about them trying to change the future. Sure. I was like so on board and I walked out of the thing and I went to the gift shop and I bought myself a bunch of Terminator merchandise. Literally wow. in the gift yeah. shop. Yeah, and I was the, like, wow. I love this character. I love the Terminator. <laughs> and then the like, merch? a yeah, yeah. Like a week later, like went back to New York and was like, cool, I guess I got to watch those, uh, those prequels to Terminator <laughs> 2 3D. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and then it wonderful. became one of my favorite franchises to the point where where I still do like kind of like three mm-hmm. because I'm yeah. so all in on Terminator. It's still giving you tastes. It's the, yeah. here's this image I know is the system I know and this sound and like. Right, uh, right. The other two for me are just like. What about the show? Uh, I, I was when uh, it was not very able to get into Sarah Connor uh-huh. Chronicles. And I know some people like it a lot. Hmm. Yeah. It's like there's so much. I feel like. Is there a franchise, though, with more stuff that people don't like than Terminator? No. No, but it's I like so the mythology. It's, yeah, it's called The right. Simpsons. <laughs> Fair enough. I think what's weird, though, about The Terminator, <laughs> though, is that you go like, okay, Cameron makes two of them. Yes. And then they get him to commit to make the 3D thing, mm-hmm. which functions as like a little bonus, little coda thing. But two mm. ends so conclusively. He says, though, in that video, did you catch that? He says this, this is the third a, one. He says this movie might act as a bridge to the third one. So Part what is of he why talking I wanted about? to watch three. And I think it would only... It would only be a bridge to his third one. You yeah, yeah. The other really weird, interesting thing about the Terminator franchise is it's like the only massive franchise that isn't owned by a studio. Like the oh. rights are so fucking weird. We're like the is rights for all of them are different. Partially owned by Gail Ann Hurd. Is that who? The rights finally reverted back to him. Okay. And then I think uh, the Ellisons put up the money to buy it. To give to give him the financing to make because he's now producing this new one. Right, there's the another dead, fucking the new, Deadpool yeah. guy. Right. right, like that's the thing that's so fascinating is like you go like okay, Simpsons maybe now they're on average more episodes that people dislike than the ones that people love. Mm-hmm. But Terminator is fascinating because like every five years they're like clean start. We're finally gonna get it right this time. <laughs> but the mythology allows for that, right? Because time distortion and the right. time straight, like you, you can just say, oh, that one doesn't count now. A uh, new new time line in a way where it's like it seems insane the way they handled that with all the x-men movies where like trying to like oh matthew vaughn breathe new life into it singers back baby like um, immediately he fucks up the timeline immediately fucks up the timing line and like yeah but uh, Patrick Stewart and Hugh Jackman are back too, but then we have to marry it with these young people also, right. and right, it doesn't mm-hmm. really make a lot of sense. Terminator can just like hard reset anytime they want, jump to any dimension or any alternate mm-hmm. reality. Term. But the weird thing is, you go like, okay, he makes his one, he makes his two, he maybe wants to make three, but he never had control of the rights, and they were always like, you know, getting like, because I think who was it? It was some company that then went under. <laughs> made and released Terminator 2. Carol Co. or right, something. Right. Yeah. So then the rights transferred, and then it was like, I don't want to work with these people. 
Mm-hmm. You know, like the people who then inherited it, the sequel rights at least, he didn't want to make it for them. Oh. So then they ended up selling it to Warner Brothers and he was like, I'm burned, I'm not going to do it. And then apparently told Arnold, like, you should do it and ask for more money than anyone's ever made in a movie, <laughs> which he did. <laughs> Arnold made $30 million. Oh my gosh. 15 Jesus. years ago from Terminator 3. <laughs> That's kind of like right. the laziest of his performances. And then I Warner Brothers felt like it underperformed and then they let it lapse and then it was like... Uh, I'm trying to remember. Like Universal make Salvation? Oh, I think Warner Brothers ended up distributing it, but it was through another production company okay. bought it. <laughs> and they announced like, whole new start. It's a trilogy. We're making a clean trilogy that's the future war. It's the John Connor trilogy. Oh. And then people don't like that. And then they're like, cool, new rights. I think that's when the Ellisons bought it. The Ellisons mm-hmm. bought it because then... <laughs> David Ellison finances uh-huh. uh, uh, Genesis, right? Which was originally Megan Ellison was like Annapurna is going to do a oh, high yeah. oh, action yeah. film. I she was like, this. we're going to make like Terminator has legitimacy. We're going to make a highbrow action film, and then she tried to do it for like six months and was like, my brother can take it. He can fucking make whatever he wants. And then they were like, we're going to try to get back to basics. Like Arnold's back. We're going to try to like tie it back in. Mm-hmm. And then they Linda gave up Hamilton on that. Back. Right. The rights finally well, lapsed. She is. She okay. is back now. She's back in the new, oh, the new she one. She is. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. There's Which pictures called, of her uh, being cool and is badass. Is it called Aftermath? Or so, it's got a I generic <laughs> subtitle. <laughs> it's called Endgame. Yeah, Arnold's called. back in it. They're all bad, yeah. except not Furlong's not bad. Right, and then there are a bunch of new Terminators. Who's uh, what new actors are in it? Do we know? It's um, uh, Gad, uh, Josh Gad, Josh Gad. Oh no, yes. Megan Trainer, uh, uh, What's her, Mackenzie uh, Davis? Hmm. Am I getting her name wrong? Oh, from, from, from Hulk Hulk Fire? Yes. Yeah, oh, yeah. oh, she's great. Right. She's the new female lead, which oh, is really cool. exciting because she fucking rules. Yeah, she's and awesome. she was in the new Blade Runner. Like, she rules in that? Made for these movies. Yeah, yeah. really should. Uh, <laughs> and then there are like a couple actors I'd never heard of who are like the other new young leads. But you have like well, gray haired Sarah Connor. And old yeah, man Arnold. Sure. Yeah. Why not? It's, and, it, and Cameron's involved for the first time in 20 years. Yeah. Okay. Like he's huh. producing it. He Miller Tim is a Terminator. That <laughs> seems like a poor choice. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it's like uh, the, the move, three movies ate shit in a row, essentially. Yeah. And then they're, but they're like, one of these. And it's <laughs> only been like work, two years. Like that's the crazy sure. thing. Oh, yeah. right. The pictures of Linda Hamill with the spiky hair. Yeah. Yes. She looks awesome. She looks rad. Yeah. Okay. All right. But there was some. Weird thing where it was like the rights kept on getting it kept changing hands because of companies shutting down. Mm-hmm. It would always be like two guys would like come in with Saudi Arabian money mm-hmm. and be like, we've raised 80 million dollars to buy the Terminator rights. And then like a year later, the movie would have bombed and they'll be in jail. And finally, there was something, <laughs> something where it was unrelated, like, though. Right. After yeah. 35 years, the rights went all the way back to him. Wow. And so he finally got them back. Which maybe he knew all he's like, yeah, he's like I'm just waiting it out. around. I'm running out the clock. Yeah. Did yeah. he do that? Did he travel back to yeah, make man. this happen? <laughs> it should be also added, there is like a decade plus, maybe two decades of Dark Horse Terminator comics. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's all Which that. are its own continuity. There's the, oh, uh, this is really fun. Uh, Robocop versus Terminator yes, big comic. Fan of that. Written mm-hmm. by Frank Miller, yeah. drawn by Walt Simonson, yeah. where essentially That's Robocop awesome. goes back. Uh, or Terminator gets somehow RoboCop yes. c- creates the Terminator. Really? <laughs> right. the time and there's an endoscop. Oh, there's an endoskeleton in yeah. the RoboCop armor, which I own an action figure of. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yes. Will there be Avatar versus Terminator? No question. Gotta be. Has oh. to be, right? Gotta be. 
Like it will and be called Avatar them. versus Terminator. <laughs> it has to guy. Well, what no else? one. So where? What studio has the new movie? Oh, that's a good question. Because obviously Avatar is now Disney, right? So it's not Disney. But um, I don't. Yeah, I don't know what he's. But what like, did it, Fox have? Does Fox have the new Terminator? Jason, if so, because then it's right there. They would have put the, the Terminator on that like montage of what was yeah. on their yeah, site. Yeah, Disney has Glover, right. but they have Alien now. Right, Disney owns Alien, but I don't know. I don't think they have Terminator. So can a but, Navi fight a Terminator in the big suit from but, Alien? But yeah, here's the mech bigger suit. thing, yeah. I guess. Whoever the distributor of this movie is, it seems that. James Cameron has the underlying rights. That's true. Oh, right. And Good Cameron's point. pretty set up at Disney Good now. Good point. Mm. Uh, Paramount uh, Pictures, 20th mm. Century Fox International, Skydance, mm. Lasseter Country, uh, mm. Lightstorm, yep. and 10% Pictures. Wow. Lightstorm, oh, so I think, is Cameron's company. Everyone's so got a taste. Everyone's got <laughs> a taste. <laughs> a little nip. Um, oh, wait. Distributed by... So that's the production company, uh, and then distribution is Paramount Pictures in North America, Walt Disney Studios International because as a Fox. Oh, so yeah. everyone's got a taste. So Interesting. So, I mean, we might see Disney One working of the, the Terminator in, in some way. Ooh, and then maybe new theme park attractions right. down the road. Right. Oh, my God. Because <laughs> you have to imagine they're going to start trying to i mean the big fox franchises planet of the apes and right. alien and predator disney's gonna start working their magic with oh, those they did apes fuck oh they have they'll have to do it they'll apes. have to that's one of those the most legacy prime, franchises like, yeah. franchises yeah. they could do anything with there will be uh i think i've said this on the show before when we it's all said and done when we're 85 years old there'll be a hundred different planet of the apes movies yeah there'll be 150 terminator movies yeah. <laughs> like there will be so many of everything we've had yeah. and like five percent will be good yeah. We, we got to talk about this. This movie apparently involves Arnold Schwarzenegger's 1991 facial likeness being applied through CGI and Edward Furlong's 1991 facial oh, Furlong likeness. Furlong is back. Okay. Whoa. Being put uh, on another actor? Being put on another actor. Oh. But Jude Colley is, is being credited as John Connor. What is the oh, subtitle of this movie? Dark Fate. Dark, dark fate. fate. Dark no fate. other franchise could dark. be. Dark Chubby fate. Rain. <laughs> wow. Dark Fate, huh? Hmm. Um, that is interesting. I mean, they've already done de-aged Arnold twice now. Yeah. Like, that's the other thing with how many failed like revivals they've had is Salvation, the one that Arnold isn't in, ends with Christian Bale fighting a CGI facsimile right, of, Arnold. of young Arnold. Right. And they like digitally render pumping iron Arnold and he has a naked fight with him. And he talks about how the pump is like an orgasm. Right. (laughs) Which he does in the movie. Right. And then Genesis has both an older Arnold and a younger Arnold. Right. 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 They age him up and age him down. That I feel like I've seen the least of is Genesis. It's it's one one of those movies that is almost impossible to watch. You yeah. just can't focus on I feel like it's almost on it. impossible to find. Like, yeah. it's not a thing I see pop up on streaming services. I remember, no. which is weird. This is it's such so a confusing, confusing pile. Yeah. If we don't start talking about the 3D but thing, but the 3D we'll never thing that's get, cool uh, that is it. one of the best. The, is it the third best? I think it's, it's easily best? the third. There's an argument for it being the second best. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I rewatched the first one uh, not too long ago and and had a lot more appreciation for it than I did when I it's, was a kid. Right. Because when you're a kid, like T2 is just like fucking perfect. Right. And yeah. T1 is kind of upsetting. Yeah, because Arnold's the bad guy. Right. And he, it's, it's like it feels much more 
it feels like 30 years of film technology changed yeah. between the two movies, even yes. though somehow it and was also six Arnold years. And also Arnold became like every kid's favorite movie star. And they were like, well, I guess it's got to be about him hanging out with a kid now. Right. You know, the first yeah. one is like a slasher movie. Yeah. 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 It's, yeah. We had no in, whereas it, with the night in the nineties, it's now like a, like it sits right next to Wayne's world or whatever. Right, like, right. yeah, like cool kids with attitude, like the Ninja Turtles too. They right. like made it, they like kind of, or home alone. They like, those are all like in a similar, like we've got a conduit with characters. Mm-hmm. All these, th- like, like Simpsons and like Wayne's world and Terminator. When I was young and my mom wouldn't let me watch them. I was like, I don't know which one has I Carumba and which one has Hasta La Vista. <laughs> oh, like, no. you know, they all seemed like a similar <laughs> vein of just like, they all but, say Dude. Right, bad attitude, leather and jacket. All comedy was parodying them. Right, so like right. a lot of stuff I learned. I, I learned. I saw the parody first. Totally, yeah. Like step by step, doing a parody of Wayne's World. Oh, step by step, doing a parody of Film Noir. <laughs> right, there's like a too, detective yes. episode, uh-huh. and I, I think I had seen one or two old movies, but I was like, I like this. Mm-hmm. I also like. <laughs> I got the impression from watching a thousand like cartoon shows do Terminator parodies that his catchphrase was "I'll." be back like that was like mm-hmm. the thing he would say every time he shot someone and then you see it and he only says it in one of the movies well of the, uh, the later ones they keep on finding dumb ways to bring it back mm-hmm. but it's like it's literally just him saying like cool i'll i'll be back right like it's oh just yeah him it's not making, meant as a catchphrase for no yeah, no yeah, it's right, just right. like a cool fucking moment me yeah. having watched Terminator 3 in the last 24 hours, I'm still reeling from Talk to the Hand. Oh, you didn't know about Talk to the I Hand? I didn't know about Talk to the oh. Hand. He steals his costume from like time. a leather daddy. Yeah. And his voice is club. wonderful in 2019. What a great voice to hear in 2019. Have you seen, because this feels like the kind of pop cultural ephemera that you would go down a rabbit hole on. <laughs> there is a deleted scene from Terminator 3 Rise of the Machines mm. that I think they didn't even put on the DVD, but they hid it as an Easter egg on the video game. Oh man! Whoa. Where you see the uh, the um, uh, Cyberdyne like conference meeting where they pitch the Terminator for the first time. Oh! And the guy showing the technology is Arnold Schwarzenegger playing a man named Sergeant Candy. Oh my With god. a Southern accent. Oh my god! And he's like really this. jovial, and he's like, "I'm telling you, these Terminators are gonna get the job done. You won't be able to tell the difference." And it's like Arnold with this insane like high comedy comedy character Whoa. and then he like turns off the video and goes so what do you think and everyone's sitting there and then there's this mousy guy at the end of the table in the boardroom and he in arnold voiced dubbed vo says change the voice what, what? And they i've never ins- ever heard right. of this they explain so it feels like a fucking mad tv sketch but it was properly shot for the movie oh my god and it's on the internet now and it's them trying to explain why the terminator looks and sounds like arnold schwarzenegger whoa <laughs> which needed to right, be but, if but we did not fill yeah, this in right it's mostly like arnold schwarzenegger doing a silly character in a parody of like an industrial film oh my god i'm really upset that we can't just like stop the podcast and watch this right now we, this I, I, yeah. I, I will race to watch this yeah. as soon as oh boy well you you saved terminator 3 right. for me that is <laughs> that. right that is the fourth best terminator film is the deleted sergeant candy scene sergeant sergeant, candy. Candy. sergeant candy. candy i want to let me verify this 
this. I'm reporting for duty. That's Jason's uh, his <laughs> name in the military. Uh, <laughs> didn't we uh, land was... on a uh, snack master general? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Tree, tree master, master tree general. Sea, uh, yeah. sea Everett scoop. Sea Everett scoop. <laughs> 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 ice cream, ice cream, Gotti. Ice cream, Gotti. Yeah. Let's not forget ice cream, Gotti. Um, confirmation um, is on YouTube. It is Sergeant Candy. Oh, that's so. <laughs> is there any no? But I want to see a scene about why he's named Sergeant Candy. Sergeant William. I need Kennedy. that origin yeah. story too. Yes. He was a candy store. Want to meet his parents? And this, this is what he, it's like him smiling. Oh he looks uh, like he's got a beret. A, with a red beret. And Street yes. Fighter. Yes. Right. He's got like military fatigues and a red beret on. And wow, yes. like Max Fisher. Right. And then this is the guy <laughs> who has the Arnold voice. Oh my God. He's like a mousy looking guy who any one of us could have played. Whoa. And then so, he says like, lose, change their voice. So that Whoa. man was then several years down the line in a recording studio saying every syllable and letter of the alphabet. So like to yes. form the voice algorithm for right. the Terminator. Right. Right. Wow. Right. That was the a, idea. B. Right. C. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. He was like the Alexa. Yeah. <laughs> There's some clickbait article about yeah. him. You're just down. Oh, the term, the guy who did the Terminator's voice. <laughs> now, I think one of the reasons why, even though they can reset things, it always feels weird when they try to revive the franchise is that. The first one is about the inevitability of the thing and is more just about the idea of that existing. Mm -hmm. And two is the movie where he's like, I'm going to fucking cash my check and make the movie about them trying to just stop it, uh -huh. like straight up stop it. And it ends with such a sense of like accomplishment mm -hmm. that every time a new movie starts with like, ah, oh, fuck, we forgot a thing. They outsmarted yeah. us. We got to do it again. It feels kind of cheap. But yes. the thing I like about T2 3D is that it's just kind of like we're, we're really close. We pretty much got it down in the last yeah. one. It's not uh, enough to sustain a whole movie. We just need like 10 more minutes. Mm -hmm. But also the nice thing is it's them going to the future. Yes, that's yeah. a new thing. Because you always yeah, have your seen. heroes in the present. The Terminator's coming back to them. And it's kind of fun to see like Sarah Connor and, mm -hmm. and John Connor like in the fucking future war hellscape. Right. Mm -hmm. It does the thing that Universal rides. We've said this to do this way more than Disney is expand the universe. They take you on a new thing. Yeah. yeah, and expand the mythology. And, like, and they like cut corners but in uh productive ways like yeah uh okay you know how they have to be naked uh they're not naked this time who cares right, right, and right. Uh, they go to the future <laughs> and uh yeah the kids not everyone's clothed like, we're not gonna yeah, yeah everyone's clothed uh yeah uh um <laughs> that is if, productive <laughs> but like well, the, i mean all again, the movies the third yeah. one getting through the clothes scene <laughs> is a real oh yeah. my god and the sparkly glasses love it love dear it dear god but it is it is one of those things where you're like this movie functions as a pretty solid end yeah yeah to what you could then consider the terminator trilogy you're like, this has enough of a sense of accomplishment that this could be the last thing they do in this mm -hmm. franchise. And I would feel like this is a proper canon in-universe resolution to this narrative. I, I am fascinated then about like this new movie. Is James Cameron thinking of T2 3D in the canon? That is, he is thinking, my hope. Oh, boy. Because he's because, again, he says that this is like a bridge to a third yeah. movie, but are his same ideas? Because obviously at the time he had ideas for a third movie. Right. He said that. So are these his ideas? They must be. They must be said some level. Right. Because Terminator 3 
killed Sarah Connor because Linda Hamilton didn't want to do it without right. her ex-husband. <laughs> right. Right. Uh-huh. And then like Salvation doesn't even deal with it. And then Genesis is like Amelia Clark as time traveling Sarah Connor ending up, even though she's uh-huh. younger than she was right. in our present day. And so, like, he clearly wants to just make, like, the none of that shit ever happened. Mm-hmm. Here's just how Sarah Connor grew old movie, sure. which feels oh like then he would have to sort of accept what happens in Battle Across Time, especially since he directed it. Yeah. Yeah. I think he knows it. Yeah. He helped. He signed off on the designs of the mini hunters. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's fine. The T1 around. million. The T1 million. million. Yeah. It's so great. Still looks good. Like. I think that aesthetic of like three D you know, blobjects mm. like <laughs> have aged so much better than like you know Disney's dinosaur of oh, yeah. like it's three D CGI but we're gonna make it look like real life. The T one thousand coming out of the screen when his head comes mm. forward is just like. Great. And I remember that would always be the thing they'd put in like the Universal Studios ads, yes. the audience reacting to the thing, hitting them in the seats. And it was like, I can't go on that. I haven't seen these movies. It's too <laughs> scary. Uh-huh. It was like the dog on Honey, I Shrunk the Audience. Right. It was right. the dog or the T-1000. Or the right. pie in, right. in Muppets. Yes. Yeah, Those yeah. moments are uh, like used in every hotel video, uh-huh. every ad, yeah. and uh, they're, they're iconic to me from those. Um, do we think the, the T-1 million is in the new silly? Movie? Like the idea that you would go from a thousand to a million. Yeah. And it also is. I mean, the problem <laughs> is that he had one really good idea for a heighten, which mm-hmm. is what if the guy's liquid and he can turn into anything mm-hmm. and they've never figured out how to improve on that. Yeah. Because then three, they go like she's like both. She's got the skeleton and then liquid on top of it. And she's, uh, and it's she's like, hot. What, what benefit does that provide? <laughs> and then the T1 Leather, million is just like, uh, what big. if it was a big spider? And it's like, well, that just means it's more of the goo. Yeah. That doesn't it's feel like a goo. different model. Taller. It just feels like a larger I mean, quantity. Not, not able to shift into human form. So it's actually missing a power. Right. Unless it can and we just don't see it. And it chooses to just I'm always spider walk around the place. <laughs> it should turn into a giant dog. Yes. And come out at the audience it would be great <laughs> be if it turned from nod. a silver goose spider into like a giant eight-legged freak spider <laughs> it's like i can just move laterally to like any like i can do octopus spider wild wild west, wild west. west. yes <laughs> yeah will, so t- metallic. will t1 million be in dark fate i hope I mean, that would be great. If it were uh, just squished like a bug beneath mm-hmm. whatever the T-10 million is. What is T- the, wait a second. The Kevin T- Spacey cast as the T-1 million? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> hey, he needs a comeback vehicle. Now's his just time. his voice, though. So it's okay. Yes, Stab. Yes. Squish. Swipe. <laughs> um. uh, rare miscalculation by the T-800 uh, with that, uh, you know, fr- freezing it with liquid nitrogen. Good. Mm. shooting the frozen t1 million very bad kind of a miscalculation very bad but mm. gives universal a great reason to sprinkle the audience with water yeah. and that classic trick well especially because he's gone through that whole learning exercise already like t2 at the end is just like okay what temperature is going to end this guy mm-hmm. and he experiments with both that's kind of a rookie mistake to just be like what and then shoot it too i don't know <laughs> why not <laughs> it's a different system i don't know there's yeah. no way to know for sure 
But I mean, that is like another moment where they have to hit those marks because you have to stand here because the prop gun. Yeah. The lighting effects for the prop gun to match the laser shot on screen only works in these like handful of locations. Yes. Mm -hmm. The evolution of this thing, I also think is interesting because it was they wanted to do a stunt show. It was just supposed to replace the Conan the Barbarian show right. in a yep. much smaller venue in Hollywood. Right. Then the company they hired to develop it went, can we try to make it, can we do a pitch for a 3D experiential show instead? They accepted that. Mm-hmm. Then they went to uh, uh, Cameron, mm-hmm. who I guess didn't have control of the rights, but they were trying to get his blessing. That's the other interesting thing about this is it isn't terminator 3d it's terminator 2 3d yes. like it's specifically yeah. an attraction based on the <laughs> second movie <laughs> and not yeah. the franchise which you i know? feel like is maybe one knock against keeping it there yeah i sort of i feel like the tiny change of it being terminator 3d right leaves it open-ended and now we're like it's a franchise that keeps coming back and it could still be relevant and you have that all these sequels said, that negate it also not that anyone oh, yeah, likes yeah. any of them but then to mm-hmm. call it like t2 3d yeah, yeah, yeah. It feels like they literally just should have changed the signage. But yeah, sure. And though I love yeah. I love oh, T2 oh, rules. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But not to pimp you into telling this idea, Mike, but this reminds me of an idea you have said before of Over Batman Returns. Batman Returns 2. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We were Tim talking Burton, about this a little bit before the uh, show, but yeah, like just put Batman a sequel. Forever, right. I feel like you've said even I said more. Batman Forever 2, yeah, yeah, as well. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. uh just why not? Yes. But if they did it here, I do think as a kid, I was much more aware of T2 because I didn't see these movies when I was yeah. a kid, but I was much more aware of T2 and Terminator 2. And I wasn't even sure I feel that like it was a, lot a of kids sequel. I didn't see the first one. That, yeah. I mean, that was I've kind of the very little of, of the yeah. T2 thing. Is it like it made it sound like it was its own thing rather than Terminator 2? Yeah, you know? I probably didn't think of it as a sequel. I probably just thought it was called Terminator 2 or right. T2. Like the film by eventual. Uh, Terminator 3 director uh, Jonathan Mosta U571 you just thought it was like a cool <laughs> I code. thought it was just <laughs> right. a code T2 what does cool that mean series of things T2 yeah. yeah cool but then the thing that's cool is like they they do their pitch to Cameron to try to win him over to get his blessing mm. And the pitch at the time apparently was that it was going to be new characters. Like it was a 3D, you know, movie show that was based around the idea of Terminators. And they were going to create their entirely, you know, own mythology and character base for the show. And then he saw what they pitched and he was like, this is good. I'm impressed. I would like to take over this as long as Universal will pay to get the actors back. And yeah, let's yeah. do it. Let's he do it. With made the guys. it like I want to make this an official continuation of the thing. Mm-hmm. He also apparently said, "You know, I was driving over here thinking, who the fuck is gonna pitch me ideas yeah. on my thing? <laughs> I was like getting ready to come in here and shit it all down. But yeah. I think this is actually pretty good. Yeah. I can make it better. But right, 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 <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I mean, it it does appeal to his like, um, what was the undersea movie he made? Not the Abyss. Abyss. The Abyss. Yeah. yeah. Like they make a big deal about the computer animation and that. Yeah. And so he was clearly like already like interested in like pushing the boundaries of technology. So to be presented with at least the kernel of like it's 3D and there's a live show element and they yeah. work in conjunction perfectly. Yeah. And you're going to get a ton of money to essentially experiment with like new storytelling technology. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah, it's it's really uh, interesting to me. And then what I think is so funny is that all the pre-show stuff, like the movie is like, this is like a proper Terminator film directed by James Cameron. And the pre-show stuff feels like it's out of Total Recall. Like the <laughs> yeah, character yeah, of the Cyberdyne employee is like so heightened to this like tour guide Barbie sort of like. Real the Paul joke. Verhoeven-y. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. They even make a Total Recall joke when there's like the video oh, showing yeah. the Cyberdyne technology the selling Skynet they're like mm-hmm. with Skynet you'll be able to have total recall it's students doing well on a test yeah that they will yeah. have total recall right and they show that Shaq can like always uh, oh, hit the yeah hit the, the Shaq cameo which would get the laugh I feel like you lose it with time a little, but the stereotype that Shaq was bad at free throws. Yes. Yeah, which they replaced later on with just a generic soccer player making a goal. They replaced it before Genesis came out. Like, they replaced it when there was only a year left in the life of this Yeah, it was 2015, right? They redid everything? Yeah. And they added someone holding an iPad. Like, they they gussied it up a little, but even... When I like, I always just justified it as like, well, this ride takes place in 1995 or 1996, yes, whatever yes. it opened. Right. Especially mm-hmm. with a Terminator franchise where you're like, it's all about time travels and alternate mm-hmm. paths and things like that. But I, I just remember like as a kid, not having any familiarity with the Terminator franchise, liking that it was like, oh, fuck. Like the idea is that this is a bad company and these people are bad. Like I like the person who's doing the pre-show is coded as we should not trust them. Mm -hmm. Someone's about to take advantage (laughs) of us and is lying to our faces. I think it all, I think the vibe of this, you're right that it is distinct. The pre-show is distinctly Verhoeven-y. And I I also did not grow up having seen, I was a real latecomer to Total Recall and to Starship Troopers and to RoboCop. And I think I was maybe the instant instant familiarity and love I had for those movies, discovering them later, probably maybe on some level was like, Oh, it's kind of like T2 3d, not even just like (laughs) with the, that, that satirical edge and the darkness that is even embedded in the, the benign things where you still like, that's still weird to me, but like, but literally the styles like Kimberly Duncan in general, kind of looks like Sharon Stone yes. and uh, like she is mm-hmm. a she is a very 90s character what you said Jason that it's just set in 95 yeah and don't update it like T2 yeah, yeah. 3D is set right. in that in 90s future for sure sure and yeah. and the creepiness of like you know that video is long then mm-hmm. it gets interrupted by you know the Connors <laughs> hacking the system who have footage from their own adventure yes <laughs> nicely shot footage yes. right. going again, from the foot pragmatic a skull to... corner cutting uh, <laughs> fine fine we don't care it's Things great that usually yeah. make me mad but they've like I've loved it all format wise so much up until that point and that they do really sell the cutting in and the sound going out and the and you like truly the first time you see it you really think there is a problem with the AV. Mm-hmm. They sell it really. Yeah. It is not like a fakey hammy shut off until yeah. then. Like, are we in? We're in. But I love that too. It's all uh, the <laughs> the corniness of it. I, I but love it does too. a great job of summing up those big set pieces oh, of yeah. the movie. Mm-hmm. Right? Like yeah. it worked for me not having seen either Terminator film. I was Absolutely. like, I get this story. I understand the universe, yeah. which I didn't know existed. Like I didn't know there was this much mythology until five seconds ago, and I know yeah. enough to be able to engage with this movie emotionally. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love distilling all of the drama of the first two movies into the line. 
despite my reservations about this particular model. Like that's how uh, that's how Sarah sums yeah. up her feelings about right. Terminator. Right, he became a father figure to my son. <laughs> yeah. uh, but then I I do like that. I feel like for how many attractions there are that are based on oh the things going wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, this and maybe great movie writer. The only two I can think of that like really asks a cast member to sell that. Yeah, it's not just the yeah. attraction doing that. Like someone has to perform because then when she like knocks them off the feed and is like sorry for that little interruption anyway back to the like when she's on the phone and she has to right. like mm-hmm. get your attention with that over the narration still of the pre-show right, you're video. asking someone to do like you know some like some subtle comedic work of mm-hmm. just like you know and against you having just seen you know the like the strong performances of Linda yeah. Hamilton and Edward right. Furlong and Shaq. Yeah. Uh <laughs> I do love the constant uh uh 3D movie at theme park uh safety goggles. Yeah. Trip. yeah, yeah, I yeah. Just, that, whoever figured that out first they were just like we'll just that's it. We'll never improve on that. Finally justified. That, I would they Star Tours calls them flight glasses I think, right? <laughs> flight goggles or something. Yeah, and we in tough to be a bug you're they're like bug vision or uh-huh. something. Right? Like, so they always have to make up a funny, funny little cute thing. But this is a perfect, that moment where you put them on right before this like firing squad demonstration is is one of the perfect ways to do it. I I also just like to not a couple of things before moving out, moving from the pre-show. I, what you, what you're saying about Kimberly Duncan. Absolutely. I think it's a perfect theme park character. Oh, perfect. In that like individual performers can put their stamp on it, even though there's like the bra, it's like. It's it's easily like re- replaceable. A lot yeah. of people can fit into that mold, but you can still make it your own yeah. within that. And I, you know, there's a tricky thing I think in translating this particular franchise to theme park world, which is it is so R-rated, it is so violent. Yeah. And Kimberly, I think your hostess is a perfect way to make it like to get theme park comedy you need in that there. high yeah. comedy in there yeah, yeah. to set the top super. super kids love saying super <laughs> and it lets you know who she is. it's a perfect way to like offset the like she's just annoying uh but the, and then as it gets much more malicious like oh the you know there's much more to the annoyingness mm-hmm. she's a, she's like such an evil yeah. corporate show and, and that, that sort of sense of like why are we here like within the reality of the ride why are we here okay it's mm-hmm. like a showcase we're about to see a demonstration of a new product mm-hmm. the fact that she like cuts back after the video and it's like ha. Ah. anyway so um back to the presentation you're like cool i get this character is like a villain like this isn't someone just yeah. like mm-hmm. telling me to turn off my camera you know oh yeah 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 absolutely and the way that you can't unsee the interruption it's so funny when it cuts back and you don't know like it you don't know what darkness you missed while john and sarah were talking and that they return you pretty quick to like a a drone exploding a building transitioning into a birthday candle being lit a really funny cross cut as if they like if the interruption hadn't occurred, they're thinking, all right, so now we got them. Now we like fire turns into fire and people mm-hmm. love fire. They love yeah. it on a birthday cake. Great. Uh, people will buy into this military technology. No problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did our jobs. Well, right. and the I, I don't know if this is like a purposeful shot at Epcot, 
but mm-hmm. the Terminator arms tucking in oh, a child so from the like, other yeah. side of the world is like a thing from Spaceship Earth, right? Yeah. Like a mom saying goodnight to is a it? kid isn't in oh, one I, version. Oh, I think it's from oh, a screen though, right? You don't have the robot it's arm It's from a like screen, that, but it's like, it's the same genre of like moms on an international business trip like she always does. Right. And uh, she's wishing her child goodnight. Yeah, in the pre-show, there's a very creepy robot hand that like just yeah. gently massages right. a child. It's very right, creepy. The selling point is like, you'll never have to miss a bedtime. You'll never miss a game. You'll yeah. never miss a sunset. Yeah. The I doctor mean, performing the surgery oh, while well, on the beach yes, <laughs> while yes. watching the sunset. All that Amazing. stuff. Like it was just like, like, oh, there's this like actual satire. Yeah. You know, yeah. like pretty yeah, pointed like satire at like. Well, even culture. you yeah. are going into the Miles Bennett Dyson, the yes. guy who dies a gruesome death to yeah. stop a, a thing that he has inadvertently put into motion in yeah. T2 uh, that they this corporate monstrosity named it after like whitewashed what happened it's, and it's named in the auditorium after right, him. Right. Yeah. Which is like he died trying to prevent that very thing. Yeah. Yeah. I hate to compare it to to Honey, I Shrunk the Audience, but we were talking like on that episode about just like the setup is very poor and like, what is this award and everything? Open house on a day where there's an award show. Right. An open house and like just seeing and going back through this ride and like in the video, even just the cue, it's like. This thing sets this thing. It's like there's so much setup. It, you're so primed and ready for this. You're in the world. You got the tone ready in your head by the time you walk into the theater. And honey, I shrunk the audience to just like throw you in there. Just throw some words at him. Eh, fine. He flies out at you. Like this thing is so much work put into just like getting you in the spirit and the mood of it. And it's crazy just seeing two similarly released at this around the same time 3D a, a shows king. from movies. Obviously, Terminator of a bit higher quality than the Honey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think I think it's not just the franchise. Also, it's the involvement of Cameron and that you did have yeah. one strong person who like was the voice over the franchise at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's akin to back to the future for me in terms of like exposition city but i love it yeah give me you are making the exposition so for my favorite stuff and conveying all of these gigantic ideas but trying to do it in a poppy way that Mm -hmm. still has good performances and uh it's so neat I, I I like doing the getting to do these episodes where you're just like we don't we're not shitting on on stuff we're just earnestly sure. praising it's such a such here's a, a big question is Kimberly Duncan gonna be in Dark Face please Ooh. yes uh, she should be let's and go then, to the Miles I mean, T one million yeah. Uh. The Memorial Center. I hope like a dark fate has them like going to like oh, here are the remains of the Dyson Memorial Center. Oh. Like it's like Jurassic <laughs> World when they find the banner that yeah. like 30 minutes of the movie in the middle are just about T2 3D. <laughs> I mean, I think there's meat on that bone. And I I love that like. All right. So what do we need for in T2? What do we know about 
Cyberdyne. Like, there's no, like, public-facing arm of it, really. There's this scary office right. building, like, and it probably it just, probably most people just haven't heard of Cyberdyne, but... The, you this, see Dyson what? and you see, like, security guards. It's not like the CEO of Cyberdyne is, like, a character. Right. You're not no, seeing the not people Theranos. who are... Theranos. Right, right. <laughs> yes, this thing is... This This all precedes the world we're in now, where right, we're supposed yeah. to think all of these tech CEOs are cool. Well, our... And, and like, we live in Los Angeles, where just a couple days ago, our fucking mayor on his twitter account was like the future of transit is now in partnership with lyft and it's like motherfucker make more buses and trains and shit what are you talking about the future is with lyft and he had like, a whole like ad in front he had of him a whole giant pink lyft background like this guy who barely spends any time in the fucking city he's bringing these shitty olympics that no one wants no one wants it's interfering with the expansion at universal studios as uh, far as i'm concerned because they're gonna have to build sets for and build like places for people to swim yeah <laughs> it cares? is crazy like watching this just like how uh much cameron hit the nail on the head with like just the basic dna of the terminator thing yeah or even like how drone heavy this movie is oh yeah and that whole like mm-hmm. cyberdyne like selling the value of skynet thing i'm like this is pretty similar to what everyone's doing right now where it's like i'll give up all my data if you can make it a little easier for me to do this if i can mm-hmm. facetime my kid sure. rather yeah. than having to be there you know they explain yeah, they, they explain how like it's you know how it just like it's just in your computer already. We right. do the work for you. Right. You just mm-hmm. have to like consent. Mm-hmm. Like that's the whole thing. It's just like just say yes. Just click. Right. Yeah. Give us permission. It is like that David Bowie clip where he's talking about the internet. We've seen that. Oh no. yeah, he talks about content coming through the internet. Yeah, there's like a clip of him in like '99, and he's doing an, an interview with somebody, and he's talking about like the internet being like. You guys, no one has any idea how crazy this, this is going to disrupt everyone. This is going to change everyone. our lives. And uh, the interviewer's like, but isn't it just an information delivery service? He's like, oh, no. Oh, no. You have no, cl- you have no clue how this is going to change the world. And the guy's like, all right. And it's like David Bowie knows. Does he, like he think it's good or bad? What uh, do you both. He say? says both. Yeah. He goes, it's oh, going to be very accurate. good. And he goes, it's going to be very bad as well. There's yeah. a David Byrne quote from an interview from like 25 years ago where he says like, you know, I think in the future, like... The thing that everyone's going to prioritize is like ease of access mm-hmm. and our currency is going to be our personal information. Like that's going to be what's wow. valuable, our data, and we're going to give that up in exchange for access. And they were like, are you worried about this? And he's like, I don't know. I mean, like life will be easier, but that's the price we're going to pay is that everyone's mm-hmm. going to know everything about us. Mm-hmm. We're going to give that to the companies in order to get things faster. <laughs> He called all that? Yeah, it's like, it's so oh, specific. Fuck. Is yeah. he the and one? And then there was that interview with Bob Seeger where he was talking about uh, <laughs> PlayStation 4 and. Oh, no. That's, uh, he's like, Louis's almost going to make it to the Five Timers Club. And, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, is David Byrne the one who's always riding his bike in Manhattan? Yes. Okay, great. Yes. <laughs> I, feel, I think so. I always see these pictures and I'm like, yeah, that's David Byrne, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah he's a big bike man. Yeah. So he's sticking to the past in terms of his transit choices. (laughs) Yes. We all should, maybe. Uh, uh, What what else in the. Oh, two quick other things in the TV show. Big laugh every time. Uh, a grandmother can choose between 5,000 channels and if she can't choose the TV chooses it for her mm-hmm. clip of murder she wrote. That's uh, going to happen. Solid joke. <laughs> I think it might happen. Uh, I also want to say I don't want to overlook the uh, the voice of Jim Cummings who oh, is yeah. the narrator of this. He's, 
he comes up every once in a while. Yeah, that's yeah. Jim Cummings, uh, who plays all of these scary people. And for Disney, he's the the voice of Pete, and he's the singing voice of uh, no, not no, Jeremy Irons is a lot of scar, but when it gets to be too high of notes, it oh, becomes yeah. Jim Cummings. Uh, uh, no, I never. He's Darkwing. He's Darkwing Duck. He's. Darkwing Duck. he's uh, I looked up he's multiple characters on the original Tick cartoon. Oh, oh yes, yes, gotcha. yes. I'm, I'm forgetting who he plays exactly, but he's one of the guys who's uh, in that rotation. Oh, yeah, that adds up. And uh, then also Pat, maybe, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, but then he's Winnie the Pooh and he's Tigger too. But he like I I also remember him narrate the same voice narrated the MTV Movie Awards a lot of years. Mm-hmm. Just killer voice and like right. really. I don't know. You might think that just any like benign, scary narration might work. Uh, in that pre-show and maybe it could but i think it's an especially good one i gotta say too i don't know if you folks have seen christopher robin oh i did his performance in that is fucking five stars really and it's one of those things where you're like this guy's been doing poo for like 25 years he's probably got his presets they come in we need to do a honey nut cheerios commercial you know Mm -hmm. and it was like this guy clearly like read the material and was like okay this calls for a different type of poo a very depressed wow. and like, Right. But it's like, it's like a very like heartfelt, like emotionally, like sort of rounded performance. Well, and cool to give it to the person who's lived with it for a long time to like do their ultimate right. performance. Right. Rather it's kind than of like, his like unforgiven. Yeah. Right. It's, <laughs> wow. it's not like, it's not Ryan Reynolds uh, right, suddenly right. doing poo. Yeah. Detective <laughs> poo. No, but that's like, it speaks to the fact that like, why have Jim Cummings do this? And it's like, cause the dude's a good actor. Like, it's not just that mm. he has like a lot of voices. Yeah. Right, right. Right. He's like very good at delivering. Delivering things and matching the tone of whatever project. Did you guys hear thing, who was considered for the voice of Pikachu in uh, Detective Pikachu? No. I saw a long point. list. Uh, Danny DeVito was yes. one of oh, them. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. I mean, that would have just been they, they, just delightful. They cut it together. <laughs> they like did that thing where they were like, we auditioned actors by like picking clips from their live action films uh-huh. and animating Pikachu to them. And I think they said that the DeVito one was a little upsetting. (laughs) Uh, It sounds great to me. There's a short video going around the internet where I guess uh, Danny DeVito and Lil Xan were on the same plate. Oh, and, I saw that. Yeah, Lil Xan pan, like turns his phone to Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito like leans into frame and goes like, Xanarchy, bitch. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's so funny. He's so game to play ball. Holy wow. shit. He yeah. just nails it. You can just hear tons of people just laughing in the background. Oh, my God. He is like 75 years old and like... In, out of his mind having the time is like yeah yeah, yeah. put him back in have. the penguin suit put him back in Get that guy in has suit. had such an incredible career incredible yeah. when you think about how specific he is and what insane range of stuff that he's gotten to do him and christopher lloyd are both on taxi and then both of them just have an insane body of work right that goes all over the place the greatest films the greatest films uh, obviously christopher Lloyd, even more variation maybe in his roles but like mm-hmm. just the two of them yeah but then even like i've been watching a lot of taxi recently and going like geez like someone needs to give like christopher lloyd a good role today of course and you look through and he's like not worked much in the last 12 years and devito is like having this huge like fourth wind in his career yeah. right right uh, yeah like the thing the most recent thing i've seen christopher lloyd do is that jimmy kimmel bit with the with uh michael j fox yeah he did he did uh stacked the uh, Pamela that's, Anderson that's, a decade old. <laughs> that's what I'm saying That was like his last like prominent We know role. Stacked it's We just all old. know from Stacked <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah He's in Fly Me to the Moon 
Remember Flaming, oh, Flaming the Moon, the moon 3D? Oh, okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. The uh, movie about the flies that go, go to, to the, the moon. Fly to the moon. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Another great 3D film. Yeah. So put uh, it in um, something. Yeah. Okay. I, I feel like now we are moving from the pre-show into the main Miles Benedict sure. uh, uh, auditorium. And the, okay, so uh, you're watching this propaganda video. John and Sarah Connor interrupts it and tell you. By the way, also very scary when they say you have five minutes to get out of the. It's not just generally get yeah. out. They give you a time. That's super scary. But you return to the main video. You've been watching all this frothy propaganda that's gotten more dark as it goes then you're introduced to uh these like killer warrior robots mm-hmm. who are not really named you don't find out about them but you zoom into their eyes gets a little scary uh, uh you go into the auditorium and that's apparently what you're there for is for a, a weapons demonstration right. <laughs> they're the t70s yes T-70s. they're supposed to be the model like right before the arnold model and apparently so a little bulkier. Right. that was a camera. No, the universal wanted it to be a bunch of Arnold's. Yeah. And he said, well, wh- where are we on the timeline? Because Arnold is from 2029 and we are right. We are in what? 96 mm-hmm. right yeah. now. Yeah. So we have yeah. to be a couple generations. Right. Cool. That's a thing you don't get unless it's the literal man uh, doing the behind the franchise. Mm-hmm. Uh, One of the most specific. exacting, demanding monsters <laughs> in yeah. filmmaking history. <laughs> It pays off here. It does. For sure. You can't argue with you it. You can tell it pays that he off was. everywhere. That's yeah. the problem. He's having people throw lights into the water on the Titanic, and the movie comes out perfect. But they're also, I mean, the problem is like, you know, I feel like we've all heard stories about people who are that demanding and assholes, and then you see the thing they made, and you're like, all for that? Right. More and, often than not. And James that. Cameron, every time you're like, this sounds like a dumb idea. <laughs> I don't accept this behavior. Yeah. Where does he get off? And then you watch it and you're like son of a bitch and it's the great at the highest grossing film right. of all time always every time, no yeah. matter every what time. It is. and he'll do it again seemingly it is crazy that four separate times in the last 20 years he has made the highest budgeted <laughs> film of all time like he's Jeez. the guy who keeps on setting the new bar of like what was the t2 was then supplanted by true lies oh, true lies somehow yeah, cost okay. more than t2 is that good is true lies good yes I, yes i don't think oh it i haven't seen great. it i think it's really good. i gotta watch yeah. oh i'm pro I'm i really like pro. it i th- i think Bill it's Paxton. a weird movie so about the fear of getting cocked <laughs> <laughs> i think it's a real oh, cock thriller <laughs> i haven't thought of it that way yeah <laughs> maybe i like it more i'm downloading it right now oh jason's in fear jason left sounds like Uh, it's also when he does that it's not like it's not the same franchise either it's not like George Lucas okay Phantom Menace of course people were so rabid for it and it's Mm -hmm. got all that built in it's do new stuff every time it would make sense if coming off of Terminator 2 he was like cool I want more for Terminator 3 yeah right he's like I want more to do another Arnold Schwarzenegger movie a Tom Arnold comedy right where Bill Paxton's trying to cuck him (laughs) <laughs> those are both Tom Arnold, Bill Paxton, both really funny. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. Very pr- yeah. And Jamie Lee it's Curtis, shot right? yes, cool. Jamie Lee Curtis Great. rules in it. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, it's, uh, good. Um, it's like a remake of a French farce that like wasn't an action movie. Oh, he like took like that. a French comedy and was like, "Can I make this a hundred and fifty million dollar action film?" <laughs> he's been talking about sequ- the sequel for that at a certain point too. I don't think he's been said in years, but Tom Arnold kept on saying they were really close to well, doing it and that it got uh, killed by nine eleven. He, Tom Arnold also on Howard Stern said that Sarah Huckabee Sanders had a glass eye. <laughs> <laughs> 
And they kept going like, wait, what? She does? And then he's, and he's, he's they're like, oh, it's no, she doesn't. And he's like, oh, I must have misheard, I guess. <laughs> so, so he'll let these things go if yeah. challenged even slightly. Yeah. He like, he's like, oh, I must have misheard her. Like it was, te- but it was like 10 minutes of him going, yeah, she got a glass eye. You didn't know that? She got a glass eye. <laughs> Maybe we shouldn't have accepted Tom Arnold being the Woodward and Bernstein of the Trump administration. <laughs> His weird rebranding yeah, as like. Have, yeah, he was married to Roseanne for a little while there. Maybe they had some things in common. Maybe <laughs> yeah. they both shot off a little too no, quickly. Yeah. Wildly different paths. Yeah. Uh, very different people now. Uh, um, uh, I think True Lies is a wonderfully shot film. That's one of the I things about that. it that yeah. it's, uh, if, yeah, I'm, I like, I don't know what the French farce looked like, but to like take a smaller story and shoot on that scale, incredible. The DP, Russell Carpenter, who shot this as Ooh. well, T2-3D, he began, he became uh, James Cameron's primary DP, having shot Titanic, mm-hmm. Avatar 2 and 3, supposedly. Uh, if the they, seed if they one? Exist. The seed bearer. The seed, Avatar <laughs> Rise 2, Rise of the Seed Bearer. Yeah. Uh, uh, Ant-Man he shot Ooh. as well. And before all of this, Lawnmower Man. Ooh. That's a good. That's, that's a, a good, good pedigree. It, it does feel like you watch this the the you know core film itself in the middle of the attraction, and you're like, this feels so much more sophisticated than most theme park movies because this is not a theme park director, mm-hmm. and there's just like not even just this the technology, but like the editing rhythms. Mm-hmm. And yeah. like the the shot blocking, like he has yeah. like the same kind of like um, the way he builds the action moments or the jokes feels like a movie and not a uh, theme park attraction, you know? Yo, oh, yeah. I mean, it's like the the. The stuff that's like pointed out at the audience a little gimmicky because it has yes, to be right. But all of a sudden, it just cuts to a perfectly cool looking James Cameron movie, right? And right. like, if you just saw that scene, you'd be like, "Oh, is this a, from the? This must have been from the movies, right?" It's yeah. Part of like, because you know what a theme park 3D movie looks like, and doesn't look like that. Yeah. Well, when they get inside of Skynet, that becomes much more of like a theme park, right? Film but it has right, to be right, presentational, right, 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 and yeah. I think like universal creative may have had more sure shooting that than Cameron. Well, suppose what I looked up, I think this is this book I keep consulting Disney versus universal by Sam Genaway. Genaway. Yeah. Everyone, I want to get it right. Uh, um, according to that, James Cameron directed the movie until the parking garage. Okay. And at some point in the parking garage, perhaps when the mini hunters start flying around, <laughs> and that's a, that's more of a uh, CG in your face kind of show. That becomes more Stan Winston, and then uh, and then visual effects artist John Bruno takes over entirely when we go inside Skynet. But that main sort of like uh, future war uh, motorcycle chase mm-hmm. just feels like fucking a classic. James Cameron action set piece full on and you it's hard to say what's better is it the motorcycle driving away from the gigantic explosion what a fucking crazy explosion uh or is it just like there's a there's a moment of Edward Furlong like getting out from behind like a pylon and the dust is so crisp yeah. And it just it like blows away in that cool, like very accounted for James Cameron slow motion. And it's all got that that awesome blue patina that I swear is like half the reason I didn't like 
T3, not this, but Terminator 3. It sure doesn't it's have It's not that. blue. Yeah. Just make it blue. Make and it all, blue. I'm on, yeah. Why <laughs> make it blue. would they change it to Noah's? It's shot in the same way they'd shoot like Shallow Howl. There's yeah. just no <laughs> aesthetic choice. Just like early 2000s, nothing. This does... Uh, you know, you were talking about what what you view as the uh, comedic missteps of Terminator 3, <laughs> what I view as several of the greatest jokes of all time, uh, such as Talk to the Hand. This does have, in a franchise that as it's gone on and become cumbersome, has very questionable approaches to comedy. Mm-hmm. I think the weirdest joke in terms of the inner logic of the universe mm-hmm, of mm-hmm. any of the Terminator movies, mm-hmm. which is he was my college roommate. <laughs> let's let's explain this from yeah. the get go or from the ground up. It, it's uh, uh, he is fighting. It's the it's the the skeleton the that is him. The endoskeleton, yeah, right. mm-hmm. uh, uh, n- not with the skin. Blasts him. The probably the weirdest effect in the movie. Yeah, is the like hit the perspective of his head shooting up, staring that, at you for a second, and then falling back down. Probably the, the cheesiest cheapest. thing. Yeah, yeah, that's the cheapest. Though in every 3D. Universal ad, so I'm fond of it for yeah. the dreaming. You of also have Universal. Arnold uh, using a shotgun <laughs> to home run yes. a drone. Oh, I yeah. also into uh, the audience. The exclusive to these Terminator is is I. I, it apparently shows up in the original True Grit with John Wayne cocking a, a shotgun like that, doing the twirl, <sighs> yeah. which if you're wondering, are there gun weirdos on YouTube who will teach you how to do that? Yes, there are. And what it is, is you use your, your ring finger and your pinky finger to spin it around and then you catch it you essentially catch your gun wow with oh. one hand and oh, that wow. is but it's something i associate so strongly with t2 sure yeah yeah yeah. um it looks cool as hell but yeah, yeah. so then he yeah he blows up his his double <laughs> essentially and then fr- and then friend of yours he was my college roommate so and he's if chill- we pick it apart right uh, yeah, do you joking. think it's just a joke? Yeah, maybe right? it's just a joke. But, but then even that reality is very strange because you go in Terminator 2, John Connor has to spend so much time explaining lingo to him and things. But he's I, picked it up now because this is after T2. That's a pretty sophisticated joke, though. I that's mean, that's thing. true. I mean, he has to really, like, there's nuance <laughs> uh-huh, to sort of, like, uh-huh. the inner logic of what he's setting up comedically. When once, like, John Connor teaches him stuff, he knows how to apply it, but he tends to just repeat the same couple of th- okay a thumbs up i know yes. that's in my vocabulary talk to the hand he just heard yeah. it yes. and he says right. it obviously right so you're you're suggesting that he's either he... had a major firmware upgrade <laughs> where now he can like do punch up uh-huh. you know sure he's got like a, a valanche patch that allows him <laughs> to like work up little bonmos well, well, Hamilton the... constantly taking his computer chip out of his skull yes. in t2 yes. that was some of the connecting stuff where i was like yeah oh this isn't in the montages from the Universal ride, the removing the chip from the skull. Right. Mm. So at one point it got inserted into something with the, the Lowell with Gans, Babalu Mandel, <laughs> Balgar. Yeah. Because <laughs> it is like you go either, uh, you know, the less likely is, the implication is 
truly in this world, when they build a humanoid robot, they make them go through the trials of actual humanity before they can retire to having a career as a cyber killer. They must attend university and learn how to be a man. Are you going to the welcome barbecue on the quad? Right. It seems kind of lame, right. but how I do to, have to eat. How to be a functional member of society. You have or, to network. The or dining the halls are closed is, because all the food workers are at the quad barbecue, so I guess I'll go down there. But what I find fascinating is that the alternate implication is Arnold understands how absurd that idea would be. Hmm. That he makes the joke because he gets how weird it would be for robots to have to go to college, hmm. which feels like the kind of joke he wouldn't know how to make. Yeah. All right. How, wait, how about this? Maybe this is actually what you're saying. What if whatever the version of their college is, mm-hmm. they go through, they have to all go in a class together and it's they all have to be tested. They also be tested at the same right, time. Right. But Arnold knows that it would be too long and a, a boring explanation. Right. So he just makes it. What's the, what's the version of that for this human right. college? Uh, college. What's the yeah. shorthand? Yeah. Yeah. Shorthands. It's, it's college. And then like, yeah. it's like a joke, but also it's true. They did do some sort of training or they did some sort of right. testing together. Yeah. Look, I mean, look, you, you can break apart. You could do a full episode just on that. We will. It always yeah. gets a laugh. I'll say that joke always got a laugh. Uh, but my favorite thing was when they're on the motorcycle and they're being chased by the hunter killer and John Connor keeps going go left, go right, go left. And Arnold says, uh, John, please stop helping. Like, I think that's a great <laughs> that's a line. Joke. That always mm-hmm. got a laugh too. That's yeah. the dynamic. Yeah. That right. sums it up. That's the thing. He's usually kind of straight man. You're right. Mm-hmm. So I don't, well, when we have James Cameron on the show, also we'll ask him because yeah. now at this only point, exclusively about about the theme park rides. No, about, no, no, no. Oh, about, just about the about line. college roommate. All right, all right, <laughs> all right. Yeah, okay, that's true. We have to have him on at least one for that, and then one for each line and all of his rides. I guess it would be cool. Break it down. It, you know, if Disney doesn't want to work Terminator into the parks, if they let him make an attraction like this for the world of Pandora. You know, I just think this is such an interesting format. Right. Stunt show meets film. Yeah. And to Mm. get a little original James Cameron short film. Yeah. I mean, I hopefully after I mean, the second the seed, whatever the seed bearer is going to be a monster hit. But I think if as long as we know it's going to be that and it's going to for sure deliver, then we will get more. So maybe at that point, because maybe the way of water or Tolkien Rider or the quest for Awa. Maybe one of those. Or those See, I'm worried it's not going to really hit its stride until Quest for Awa. That feels That's like the last one I think. Hit cruising altitude. Quest that for Awa. That sounds like a title that yeah. an that regular audiences are oh, yeah. psyched on. E Y W A. You guys going to see Quest for Awa? Yeah, I'm going to see Quest for Awa. <laughs> Do you want to go to Buffalo Wild Wings after? <laughs> yeah, I want to go to Buffalo Wild yeah, Wings it's after. Yeah, Wing Wednesday, bro. <laughs> nice. Have you seen uh, QF- QFE? It's not even a nice a- abbreviation. A5QFE. Yeah. <laughs> A5QFE. But maybe Terminator is in that one, the Quest for Fee, oh. and that's like a whole thing. Like It's there a was secret. the rumor when he was working on the sequels that Arnold was going to be the villain. Oh, yeah, I remember and that. And then they announced, it's like, no, it's Stephen Lang is back as, like, the cyborg version of his character oh, who Oh, that's died. why he's back? I th- That's my guess. Okay. They haven't officially said that. Well, but Sigourney Weaver's back as a different character, too. Right. 
But they said that they in the announcement said it is like uh, Colonel Corrich or whatever his name is yeah. is back as the Darth Vader of the franchise. Boy, that's this the people. It's much commented on. Uh, nobody can name characters from Avatar, but Colonel. I, I think I might be within five letters of getting that name correct. Mm-hmm. Closer than Pretty anyone good. else has ever yeah. gotten. So it, I uh, uh, heads it, off to you. It seems like uh, James Cameron's bringing back an old I Love Lucy old TV thing where you would recap. You would just have the same actor come in and sure. play a different character sure. a couple episodes later. You yeah. Know, Frank Nelson come on and he was right. a department store employee or he was working at the deli That's or something. That's a blessing for an actor to of get course. more work. Are you Long kidding? Order will do that where someone will be a oh, perp yeah. and then there'll be a judge. Sure. By the way, I just want to pull out, uh, I think Norm Spellman is the name of the uh, the tall, lanky uh, friend, and I, I believe Trudy Talcone is wow. the Michelle Rodriguez character. Once again, I think I'm within five letters of getting these names right. That's pretty good. the uh, The one I really want in in Quest for Awa though is Sergeant Candy. Sergeant Candy. <laughs> I'm not yes. going to be happy till Sergeant Candy rolls around. <laughs> if, if Arnold's the villain. Dr. Uh, Grace I'm, Augustine. I know it's, you've learned a lot of the Navi language. I, for some reason, remember all the human character uh, names. Yeah. <laughs> all right. We Dr. Grace Augustine is right. Okay. Wow. Um, Michelle Rodriguez is Trudy something. Mm-hmm. Trudy Chacon. Chacon. I said Talcon within uh, five letters. What are the names of the Navi? I really should know this. I'm going to cut this out to make it sound like I know. <laughs> I'm just going to edit. When you guys are going, I will edit in me saying, oh, well, all the names of the no, VR, and then I'll say them. Natiri? That one sounds familiar to me. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Who, Mo, Moat? <laughs> yep, that's right, too. Is there like a, oh, a C-C-H two say? Turk. A- Turuk. Turuk is, Turuk is, the, is right. one of the banshees. Prawn. Yes, right. A, a- Tukon? Yeah, uh, a two con. I think he's the chief. E y t u k a n. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there's also Private Fike. Who is Private Fike? Sean Anthony Brown. I mean, I knew that, but what, yeah, what was Giovanni's Rabisi? I'm, t- I'm testing uh, you guys now. Don't, don't say Rabisi because I want to see if I can pull it. Yeah, mm. go for it. Mm. I know it, but yeah, you go for it. You did get Norm Spellman. I did get Norm Spellman? Wow. I had a lot riding on Norm Spellman. Well, you try to think of okay. Rabisi's yes. character, Mike. Do you, you don't know the language well enough to be able to uh, <laughs> name this segment, like test your knowledge mm. or the ultimate quiz. Obviously, obviously, Civico applies. Rise what is to the challenge. Rise, Rise to the challenge. Oh, okay, all right. right. So Civico, are we yeah. playing Civico? <laughs> but Giovanni what is I see you? Yeah, Giovanni uh, I see you is uh, oh shit. Do you have uh, the answer for BC? Uh, yes, Parker Selfridge. I wasn't going to play. I wasn't going to play. A different Mr. Selfridge. Yes, I love. A non canceled Mr. Selfridge. <laughs> I love Mr. Parker Selfridge cookies. Still, I like yes. those lines. I, like I can't too. lose either. Yeah. My favorite uh, episode of The Prophet, that young child baker, uh, Parker Selfridge cookies. Really see something in Parker Selfridge. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, if you jumble uh, yeah, letters right. in her name, what else can we do here? <laughs> um, Miles, Miles, uh, Quidditch, uh, Quir- Quidditch, Quartich, uh, Stephen Lang's character, uh, Colonel, Miles again. Colonel the Quartich? name, but I, I was, Quartich, I think I was yeah. close to that name. Yeah. Wow. Um, Quaritch, I think it's Quaritch. Um, Miles again, another name. Yeah, Miles up again. Yes. Uh, use Miles again. Hmm. 
Uh, hey, let me let me do another. Let me let me get back to Terminator. <laughs> the show but, but still, is about to but, begin. But right, still, right. call it Civico. Uh, uh, can anyone Civico and tell me who performed at the opening ceremony of T two three D opening at Universal Hollywood? Uh, like an actor, or musical, musical, musical performance. And it's 96? 90, would have been 99 99, in Hollywood. okay. For mm-hmm. So who would have been? I think, uh, here's a hint. 99 tells you nothing. Really? Yeah. Oh. So it, people who've been on the vine for a little while. Charlie, Charlie, Charlie Checker. <laughs> <laughs> it is, okay, I'll keep I'll keep hinting it uh, over. That, uh, it is a song, maybe the only song affiliated with the franchise. Well, it wouldn't have been Guns N' Roses. Oh, uh, no, Band no. to the Bone. You got it. Really? Yeah. What's his name? <laughs> I, I don't know if I've ever known that answer. Does nobody know? The name no, of the guy who the sings bone? Band to the, the bone? bone? Oh, it's right there. Is it a band or is it a guy? It's a guy with a band, but his name's in the... And it's not... Late uh, Miles Stone Ridge. What was his name? <laughs> Miles um, Quirridge. Please show uh, some respect. Quidditch. Miles Quidditch. Oh, not yeah, okay. No, I didn't know that. No yeah, this is a recognizable no. name. Wow, George Thurgood. Oh, George Thurgood. That's embarrassing. Mm-hmm. Good, ironically, in the name yeah. of the ultimate oh, yeah. bad, the ultimate bad <laughs> uh, Um Well, you kind of civic code, Jason. Mm. You have yeah. civic code with yeah. the help of technology. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, yeah. Did you? Oh wait, no, 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 I got the end of the bone. bone. I didn't yeah. pull George Thorogood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Credit where credits do. We're gonna lose uh, uh, listeners in the south on that one. <laughs> <laughs> on that um, folly of mine. <laughs> um, uh, okay, so I mean, we're we've jumped around the movie a little bit, but we okay. You put on your safety glasses. Mm-hmm. There is a demonstration. Of the T-70s, they blast the shit out of some targets. They make you feel like there is live gunfire. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's a pretty good simulation the, of... Yeah. The theater in general, the tech for this thing. I saw a stat that was like 66 speakers. I saw another stat that was like 159 speakers. <laughs> wow. The sound is crazy. Yeah. And they really... Because, that you know, it's all those those metallic things swiping at you. It's uh, the, 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 the end I kind of like... Aren't they like stereo moving around the voices of the actors? Because you're listening to the real voices of Arnold yes. and Lynn Hamilton yes. and Edward Furlong. Yeah. People are miming, like They're opening their mouths. Yeah. To, yeah. 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 Um, and it's not perfect. How could it be perfect? That's a little bit of like a theme park trope, but does it happen in things besides this? Well, they have recorded voices on. Indiana Jones stunt show yeah. They have like recorded stuff It's not always live It's not the actors But it's not Harrison Ford it's Arnold Yeah That's really a step up That there is no Harrison Ford is not Indiana Jones In anywhere in the Disney parks Right But this is Arnold And he is the Terminator Crazy Yeah awesome. it's crazy I mean they need Yeah they need those Pre-recorded lines So people can hit Their exact marks So they don't exactly Get mm-hmm. shot by yeah. blanks yeah. Or something insane And that's a thing In in footage, like get it watching James Cameron on the mock up stage directing it like exactly like he is the movie and going, You gotta mark this thing up. This should be marked up like a dance studio. They gotta get exactly here. We can't be half assed about this. And you know how there's that footage you that, that's filmed of like you know, there's like fake footage of Tom Hanks recording his Toy Story voice, but oh. you know he like did it without cameras, and they brought him in for a press day. Yeah, right. he looked like shit when he went in there that first day, and he <laughs> the, didn't have the voice the right. The benefit of voice acting, they, yeah. he should be allowed to look like shit uh, and not have a bunch of lights. Like mm-hmm. probably bugs you while you're doing a, a VO, but th- like James Cameron clearly 
like this is not like contrived footage because he is in all the behind the scenes he is being a dick and i would expect no less that's what you want out of him. there is a documentary i love that i think it's called uh i always get the title wrong because it's a bunch of nothing words but it's like uh, uh james cameron's deep sea challenge 3d <laughs> and it's a documentary where he hired a crew to make a documentary and he gave them final cut and the thing makes him look really bad Wow. But it's a three documentary about him trying to go deeper than anyone has ever gone in the ocean. Man. And it, a you lot got the of it. title 100% on that. Really? Uh, yeah. Hey, James Cameron's <laughs> Deep Sea Challenge 3D. Um, <laughs> and brought to you by Rolex. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> a beautiful National Geographic uh, ocean themed site. Yeah. What a um, watch. A lot of this documentary is uh, 3D, uh, really well, I mean, shot in 3D, mm-hmm. well rendered 3D uh, talking head interviews of James, Cam- James Cameron's wife, Susie Amos, going like, I don't know. I mean, you know, I wish he was happy enough. Just being at home with us. Oh, no. <laughs> oh my God. But if he needs to go to the bottom of the sea and risk dying to prove himself, I <laughs> guess that's the man I married. Oh, my God. And it's like, it's just him yelling at people that they haven't built the capsule well enough. Is it like that Ginger Baker documentary kind where he's of. like screaming? Right, <laughs> right. Like, oh my God, this guy. <laughs> right. It sort of feels like the Buddy Rich tapes or right. something. <laughs> Except he allowed people to film it in 3D and his wife is just kind of like... Yeah, I well, that's my husband. And that part's in 3D, too? Yes, all yeah, of it's in 3D. That's what was in 3D. In 3D. Yes. 3D. Like all James 3D. Cameron's marital problems <laughs> rendered in perfect 3D. Eye-popping 3D. <laughs> James Cameron's marital challenge, 3D. <laughs> I mean, she's complaining about the difficulties of being married to a perfectionist while playing paddleboard towards the camera. <laughs> sure, right. <laughs> while operating a remote control pie machine. Yes, mm-hmm. of course. <laughs> uh, oh, my God. Uh, um, this okay. is... The, the, this the ride or the show i did not see it as a child uh which i always think of the ninja turtles coming out of their shells mm-hmm. show which mm-hmm. i saw as a child and when they i this is going back a little bit but the when they say you five minutes they give you that five minutes yeah. i would have lost my mind yeah. I, I don't know That's i was scary. so scared that shredder locked the doors on me <laughs> he goes you're not getting out of here i've locked the doors and i was like I was really scared. But well, he's like, really shredding those CDs in the in his music destroying machine. Yes, he is. But there was <laughs> no he didn't shoot a fire or whatever. He didn't shoot a guns. There weren't the yeah. foot soldiers didn't have guns. They were sh- like firing rounds off in the, the theater. The stakes are very high in this attraction yeah. because they're like we're trying to prevent uh, the end of humanity. Like, mm-hmm. it's not even just like you folks are going to get directly in the line of fire. Right. It's like civilization might be done. Right. Like Shredder was threatening to destroy music, but right. like, I was like, fuck that. Get me out of here. I can live without music. I yeah. don't care. Yeah. I just want to not die. <laughs> Let him have it. Yeah. I, but this I, one, I, I would have had to stay. As we're saying this, I'm having the realization that, you know, we talked about earlier our current dystopian hell we've done a full 180 from this movie because uh, as a kid i was like okay with going into the auditorium because i like oh i know the connors are the good guys but now in 2019 survivalist off the grid maniacs are like q anon people yeah 
Uh, <laughs> they are the bad guys. And also the corporation is still the bad guy. Mm. So there are no good oh, guys. There There's no that guys. weird part yeah. in the pre-show where they uh, hack into the feed to sell their brain pills. <laughs> yes, they did. I was curious why they were selling Gorilla Mind at the exit yeah. uh, in 2017, right? As it was closing down. Well, the, that's a joke, but they were selling when I was there in 2017. The gift shop was very little Terminator. A lot of uh, Justice League and Suicide Squad merchandise. Really? And DC mm. comics? What? Like individual DC comics, despite the fact that Marvel comics are being sold like a quarter mile away. It was very bizarre. Hmm. Strange. That's very Made strange. Did anybody make it to the Cyber Grill? That's, no. That was the attached restaurant. There was Never. an attached restaurant? In in Hollywood. I, I did not oh, know. No. Where the, Great name. Is it where the Playland? The Because this was replaced by the Minions ride. The Funland. The yeah. Funland. Yeah. Is that yeah. where the Correct. Funland was? Yeah, or is that's now, now like a Gru Cafe. Yes. I, oh, I it is. Eaten. Oh, it is. the Okay, that's on the other side then. I've eaten I think. at the Gru Cafe. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. It's a cyber grill in a scary logo that looks cool. But then under that, just like pizza, burgers and sandwiches. <laughs> they course. are not specified. Right. But then the in Orlando, it still has not been replaced by something. Right. That's where it's the rumor Jason Bourne yeah. thing would be. That's what past yeah, guest Matt Rogers said. Yeah. And said. We, yeah. That's, we've heard that elsewhere. Right? Yeah. I've heard it plenty. Yeah, of, yeah. Corroborate a bunch of places. It feels like a very weird time to do that it yeah. feels like maybe it's not gonna happen yeah that's my mm, sense now because it's been so long i'm sure that was a plan at one no point well, are you saying it fell apart Ooh, baby it fell apart <laughs> no one else remembers the movie one. song that plays at the end of every jason Bourne movie separate just ways. me no you are the biggest born head of all of them. You, you i remember i like those movies <laughs> yeah and you I were born to be wild <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> i was born for born uh, yeah, I look, I did not know the Moby song that played in the credits <laughs> of the Bourne movies. I'm so sorry. Uh, <laughs> in a, in a, in a, in, it's been two straight hours of deep references and you, you stumped us. I, I, also, like, code to stump us. I was already like, oh, kind of like upset with myself for not knowing the avatar characters. And then you said that and I was like looking at Scott like, oh, please don't know this. Please. You, everyone else don't know what Jason's <laughs> talking about. I texted you yeah. something. Do you want to read it? What? What are you talking about? What? I, what? I, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's oh, just wait, no, 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 man was saying that before. Uh, it's oh, I yeah, it's it's uh, uh I see you in in Navi, old <laughs> Nagati Kame. Yeah, it doesn't really roll Ol off the Nagate tongue like Kame. Sivako does. <laughs> yeah, Sivako makes a lot of sense. Um, um, then, aside from it not being perhaps uh, the peak moment of Jason Bourne's cultural relevancy, <laughs> it also just feels like well, they're different ride systems, but at least they replaced like T2 with like Minions, which is also like screen based and takes right. place in a sure. similar kind of structure to like tear that down and just turn it into like a stunt theater. Unless, like, do we know it doesn't have a screen component? I don't know. Don't like, that would be that. my hope, but it's like... But what is the screen component? Right, is it going to mm. be Matt Damon shooting new footage that people interact with? Like, is it going to be a stunt show where, like, Indiana Jones, someone is pretending to be Jason Bourne? And, like, the fights are good in those movies, but it doesn't kind of have the same sort of iconography... As like a whip and a hat. Oh, it's and a relic. Jason is, of course, I'm fuming psyched. as you say this. Also, I'm mad. I didn't realize 
it's actually it's extreme ways, Fuck. not separate ways. Fuck. Extreme separate ways. ways is journey. Separate <laughs> right, ways is the right. journey. Yeah, but huh. man, I'm. What I'm would on you board. blue is the biggest born head? What would you say your blue sky for a born like stunt show is mm. like? Because I don't know what I would want to see from that. Yeah. You would want like oh, born to me. The fun of it is like handheld. You're behind him as he's jumping across buildings right. or something. But how do you capture that? Sure, I think. Uh, okay, uh, I think I can do this. I think you are all <laughs> the audience is uh, potential treadstone recruits. They've reactivated. What is treadstone? Treadstone. <laughs> treadstone is, it's Moby's band. <laughs> treadstone is the secret CIA program to make the super soldiers. I've seen like two and a half, one and a half. Oh. Did anyone else know Treadstone? I have only seen the Jeremy Renner one because I thought it was oh, a clean the, entry oh, point. Man, that's bad. I was like, I, oh, new guy. It's going to be easy to get. And then the whole movie is them watching so like bad. security I, footage from the original film. I can't remember. I don't think I've told this story, but I gave my um, stepdad that for Christmas one year, having not seen it myself. Yeah. And uh, thinking like, well, he's got all the other Bourne movies. He'll like this. Complete the set. Um, and and we're, he's like, oh, why don't we watch this? It's like after it's Christmas Day, after dinner, and we put it in. He immediately is, divorced it, your mother. <laughs> it is so long and so not great. And he, a uh, very reserved man, stood up and went, well, that wasn't very good. <laughs> Oh, and walked no. out of the room. <laughs> it is genuinely like a lot of Jeremy Renner being like, let me find the video. And then he watches like a cell phone video of stuff from the first three movies. Yeah. Mm, I haven't seen that one. Wait, Jason, you were so you were in the middle of. Oh, yeah. Blue so the audience is our potential treadstone recruits. recruits. <laughs> and they bring you, you have into what it takes to be tre- to get Trent stoned. Uh, <laughs> Did you say Trentstone? Trentstone. What was it? Treadstone. Tread? I like Trentstone, though. Yeah. I, I don't fuck if I know. Treadstone? Treadstone. Why would a- Trentstone be that much worse? Uh, AVN award funny. winner Trentstone. Um, uh, I think you are being recruited uh, to, to be new Treadstone uh, experiments, recruits, what have you. And... Uh, the stuff uh, you can nod to Terminator stuff starts to go wrong. Maybe Jason Bourne can hack into the footage and they get you into the auditorium. Uh, and, and there it's all CIA people in business, uh, you know, formal wear, uh, shredding documents and stuff like we got to get out of here. Bourne's on his way. And and then he, uh, it's, it's hard because you want to keep throwing guys at him because they'll need to fight like regular goons, but then he has to fight like, um, like the Clive Owen, like other treadstone guys. Mm -hmm. There's always one or two other guys like him who have the enhanced reflexes. And then he finally has to fight the head of it. Trent himself. Mr. Stone. Yeah, and constantly scream, who am I? Because he still, we still kind of don't know who he, but we kind of Hmm. do. He's had a a few names, I feel like. Do you like these movies so much because he has your name? Oh, Jason? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, That was why I liked the Red Power Ranger growing up, so maybe. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we solved it. Yeah, got it. (laughs) Ethan Hunt just doesn't have my name. (laughs) (laughs) Something about him. (laughs) Something unrelatable about that Ethan Hunt. (laughs) Yet another movie. (laughs) I don't have my name. for it. (laughs) It is kind of like hard to talk about the main body of the T2 uh, 3D attraction because it's like... Like just well done, you know. Yeah, I know. I'm. I don't have a lot of notes. It's like it's just, just except that yeah. it's like 
I, my notes say best 3D best theme park 3D movie question mark and then serious guns and <laughs> <laughs> the incredible sound I uh, the very non-specific notes it's just yeah. very good serious guns though you gotta admit serious guns serious, serious, serious guns, guns real explosions that they were setting off yeah. not all just like I believe, um that I was interested the motorcycle wasn't like it was uh, it was in the ground. It wasn't a like you couldn't go anywhere with it. Was it. Oh, it was on a track. It was on a track. That's what I meant to say. You can't see it at all, though. No. Yeah, that's impressive. Um, I found this because it was. I looked on the website and I found an interview with one of the guys who played Arnold. Oh. And the interview is boring. Oh, no. um, but what I like is that when I open my computer up here, although it's connected to the recorder, so I shouldn't. Mm, uh, the yeah, man looks like a young G. Gordon Liddy. <laughs> like that's a jacked funny. young G. Gordon Liddy. Um, behind the scenes, to, I, I love Arnold. Uh, they they had a couple minutes to shoot Arnold talking about this, and him just he's in a chair in a t shirt, uh, and he says, "Ha ha ha, we're back again with the Terminator T two three D," and he is holding a half finished cigar. Oh, the the stogie. Whole, he I was won't put ask. the stogie down. Peak Arnold's Peak prime. Arnold. I, the quote I wrote down was, "He's taking you head off." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you see that promo footage. I gotta know what that means. He also seems like he had to be convinced. He's like, I didn't want to necessarily do this, but then James Cameron and he's great. And like, he like he talks about like being talked into it. I feel like, and he kind of says like, I, I could have been. Where, where is this place? Where are we? Is it right. up in the California desert? <laughs> Why are we? Uh, I'm doing Triumph more so, uh, uh, but like. Uh, and which that's the thing about it. The they filmed at a weird abandoned iron mine. Yeah, in, in the middle uh, of uh, nowhere, kind of like like further out from Joshua Tree. Uh, frequent movie location, it seems like, but potentially like a toxic plate. I think it's like embattled. The residents want to do something with it, and it's just decaying. And <laughs> a great post-apocalyptic location. They had to film there two weeks, almost entirely night. Sh- well, oh yes, entirely night shoots for mm-hmm. sure. Um, yeah, crazy production. Yeah, I like. There's in that in that. I think that's in the same like uh, behind the scenes where James Cameron's talking about like 3D and he's like, you know, you don't want to do that, like ch- those cheap effects or whatever, you know, you really want to just like, I think the the trick is to really just good filmmaking with 3D. Like he, he lays it up and then he's like, but you also want like a few of those tricks. <laughs> <laughs> Which you get. Which so you get. The, the he, head you can see up. it. There's a good yeah. balance. John, the T-1000 head poking out. But that's cool. The tricks are cool. They're T1 just like, million they just don't match. They're a little yeah. sillier. The mini hunters give you a lot. That's some fun. Like um, that. Like I think. Th- I think it holds up because the mini hunters wasn't around and the T1 million are metallic mm-hmm. and they're able to use like the reflectiveness yeah. and the shininess of mm-hmm. 3D. It's like the Toy Story thing where it's like that still ages okay because they're supposed to look super shiny and plasticky. Right. You know? Ah, sure. Sure. Right. Um, one of the things I'm sure somebody's going to correct me and I'm wrong, but it's the, the theater kind of opening up effect, which is used in like Mickey's Philhar magic and then is used in the newer, um, DreamWorks theater show. Oh, the Kung, Kung Fu, Fu Panda, Panda, where they do sort of do the whole. The oh my God, it's all they were there. hiding some cards that we actually there's way more screen than you even thought. Yeah. Right, like that's a now that's sort of a trope. I feel like of these type of movies, kind of is. and sort of building on. I feel 
uh, Muppet Vision that we're starting to do. Now, like now at the end, the the cannon goes off and there's little flickers and missing yeah. bricks. And mm-hmm. so we're do- there's effects on the walls you don't know about, but not mm-hmm. full screen expansion yet. Right. That's, I think, a great thing about that. It like takes it exists in a world where some of the like there's been some cool 3D theme park movies. But how can we take it to the next level? Um, I also just love, though, the thing that makes it feel like a proper uh, Terminator installment to me is it doesn't end with, like, Jimmy Fallon going like, well, thanks, looks like I beat you this time, see you around on the next episode. Like, it ends the way the Terminator movies end, with, like, Sarah Connor delivering a mm-hmm. voiceover monologue like a serious about what she's monologue. learned, and then you have the imagery of the, the skull turning into Arnold. Right. Yeah. right. Like already the logic of it, if you investigate, it's a little like, wait, why are we being able to see a portal of them in another time period? <laughs> mm-hmm. But then I like that in that final stretch, it's just like, no, we're just going like full stylistic. Like this is a movie. Yeah, they yeah. Hug, it's ending, and then yeah. they pose real cool. Right. It's, like, real, it's right. real end of a play too. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. just kind of weighty and dramatic. And... It's, maybe this is the best work of narrative art <laughs> that anyone has. <laughs> No, no argument for me. Hmm. Wait a second. Yeah. I think that's probably, yeah, this or the uh, California Adventure Aladdin show. Yes. Either one neck of the two. Neck. If you had to rate uh, Muppet Vision versus T2-3D. It's really tough because it's like they almost represent like the two different sides of my personality. Mm. And I think mm. they're uh, uh, both incredible executions. They're both like examples of like the last pure time that the original creator had his hand in his creation. Wow. That's Before true. Other yeah, people that's took a it very, away. Absolutely. Uh, I think they're like the best technical executions of 3D I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. unlike most uh, uh, theme park uh, movies like this, they they have like proper like stories. Yeah. Like they kind of they kind of work as films in and of themselves, watching them like, you know, on YouTube, even in the, in the sort of butchered way that we do. Shrek 4D, you will not enjoy watching that as a short, no, you know, but you can on Netflix. Yeah, you, I can. Can. you yeah. can. I yes. have. Yes, I have too. It's a bad movie. <laughs> yeah, I, it, well, like, you would have a bad time if the ghost of Farquaad interrupted your honeymoon, okay? <laughs> I mean, fair point. Uh-huh, that is fair true. Point. But I would say maybe that is one of the big advantages that T2 3D and Muppet Vision 3D both have going for them, which is no ghost of Farquaad. <laughs> Specifically <laughs> yeah. Farquaad. That was going to be my plus up for this, though. <laughs> you want to throw a little Farquaad ghost? A little ghost of Farquaad. <laughs> there is a new Irritating ghosts. <laughs> we must stop it. I, if this was still going in Florida, I would say this should be a plus up, but it is still running in Japan. Which you yeah. are about to go. Are I you not? I am, but I am not, <sighs> You're doing, not doing Universal. Universal. This, I, when I, I kind of, this gave me a little regret because I didn't realize this was still going. This yeah. backdraft and Jaws. Yeah. Kind of tempting. Next trip but, for me. Um, yeah, you should. I, that's, I think it'd be a second time for me. Next year if we go. Um, we'll do it because it's all the so way on the other it's, side. Yeah. It's far. That's the it's thing. Far. Like, looking into yeah. it you got too much to do. And, so, and to, yeah. like, to make all that effort, like I'm going to go to Disney Sea, which has all these custom things sure. you can't see anywhere. And then I'm going to go to us all the way to Osaka <laughs> right. to see three things that we used to have once. <laughs> well, but yeah. what if I told you and I've pulled from this before the Universal Japan English language website 
makes these rides even better. Oh it, boy. It's just, this is not like the, oh, look, they translated to English. Isn't that funny? They Their copy is so great on this re- website. Reality is dissolved and absorbed right before your eyes into the world of Terminator. Wow. The battle for the future between humans and cyborgs unfolds before your eyes. A super 3D movie that makes you reflexively lean back, comes up close, and suddenly the hero on screen appears on stage. Powerfully recreated world of Terminator dissolves reality and then in a blink of an eye swallows it whole. I mean, <laughs> wow, that's like that's the great. best that's description gorgeous. I have ever heard. It's <laughs> like a Robert any... Frost poem. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's that's says it. I yeah. don't think that underdoes. I love this thing. And I think, yes, yeah, somewhere finally gave it's it its due. La- oh, it's got to last another year, just like two years, just in case. Is it for me. in English or Japanese? That was the one thing I, mean, I did not look in, up. A lot of it's in Japanese. A okay. lot of the other stuff is in Japanese. So I don't know specifically about this. Hmm. Hmm, that's a good question. I, I would be curious, but I do feel like I felt such a... Uh, a pang of regret that I missed it at Orlando by a month. Oh yeah. That there's this part of me that feels so, uh, unfulfilled that I'm just like, I need to make sure I get to fucking Tokyo before this thing closes down. Mm, Like I want to see it again properly through adult eyes. Um, yeah. And my my girlfriend, which the last time I was on the show, had never been to a theme park before. We had oh, just yeah, come you were from talking about that. doing oh, Disneyland for two days. She wanted me to announce on this uh, show that she is now, quote, ride or die for rides. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Convert. So I, I feel like, you know, like, uh, you know, a, a couple of months of, of steady work. <laughs> I could very easily sell her on the idea of we have to fly to Tokyo so I can see a 15 minute minute well, Terminator film. You actually have to get to Osaka. Still further you have to, to go. go to Tokyo that's oh. if you want to. That's one fuck. of those you think it's like it's just in the neighborhood. It's mm-hmm. many hours yeah. away. It's yeah. very far away. But next year, what I keep saying next year is that the first Nintendo Land will be open next summer. And that makes it Ooh, I mean, and if that's, inarguable. If yeah. Terminator is still open when that is opening, that, that's, that's fully worth that yes. trip. And there's also an Olympics going on. Well, well sure that might be that. a negative. Yeah. <laughs> it's very crowded. And, but, uh, but also, crowded. in terms of like, you know, plus up ideas, you do feel like now that Cameron has gotten the, the reins back on the franchise, what would be nice is for him to just make a new Terminator 3D movie. Oh, for him very to make nice. a new experience that, that sets works in the next one. The Dark that, Fate like, narrative. Yes. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Sure. There needs to be a, just another park one disney park and they can throw all this fox stuff in it right because terminator feels kind of evergreen the thing that makes i guess made the attraction feel dated in universal's eyes is that it's t2 specific you know right but it feels like i mean i guess the difference is we're talking about like how you know you imagine disney is gonna find some way to exploit uh alien and predator and planet of the apes in their parks but those are franchises that are based off of uh creatures like not specifically one actor right giving uh-huh. an iconic uh-huh. movie star performance right. in the same way like you know as ripley is obviously huge but you can make a ride that's just mm-hmm. the xenomorphs and people will yeah. be happy right um but but this it's like it's not really a terminator thing if arnold schwarzenegger isn't in it right 
that's yeah he's so tied to it yeah i wonder if it also feels like him doing yeah doing a new movie with just the same cast which is what everyone wants right but it doesn't seem like it might extend the life unless maybe the new characters pop in a way but it's you know it's hard you're right. not gonna get your new character but new every f- time they go like this is the start of a new trilogy it does we planned out three of them yeah it's gotta yeah. be an accident almost in the way that like apes i mean maybe they were probably planning those movies but like it was sort of surprising that Apes was as good as it was. Yes. And then the yeah. second one built on it a bunch more. Like, maybe right. just set the expectation. Let's just right. Terminator let's is the one good Terminator right. under our right. belts. Right. And we'll see if it ever happens. <laughs> yeah. It may never happen. I just remember, like, Mick G at a Comic-Con teasing, like, and Common's character is going to have a lot to do in the third movie. Like, that was <laughs> wow. his big selling point. <laughs> I mean... But at least now we see a more utopian vision for Common because he is living in the future he's always dreamed of. <laughs> in the rise of the machines, that's a dystopia, that yes, future. Yes, yes. But with Microsoft, <laughs> Common is living in the future. We've always dreamed of technology <laughs> yeah. connecting us in new ways. The Beto O'Rourke campaign. Uh, <laughs> Crouching on coffee shop tables, knocking over drinks. <laughs> if, if what we want in presidential candidates is uh, just meaningless platitudes, why aren't we running Common? Yes. Common talking yes. about a, a Surface tablet right. in every American's hands. Yeah. It's a, a candidate Global for the Common vision. Man. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. 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 Uh, do we get there? Is there anything else? we any, Anything we missed? A volley of anything I'm we sure missed? I'm sure we missed a ton of stuff. I just can't think of anything. No, what you, the, I think you I just, don't have anything written down just have to experience, I know we have so little on the movie and uh, I think because you just you had to be there. You had to yeah. experience it. You had to battle across time yourself. It had I will to be say, you head getting knocked off. I did. I bought a bunch of merchandise at the store. I think I probably had a t-shirt that I've lost somewhere along the way, but I bought a bunch of uh, toys, which were they took like the Terminator 2 toys and repackaged them in Terminator 3D packaging. Oh. But they also made a T1 million. They did. Which falls into your category of toys representing... Just park specific. Exactly. But you don't have that. I don't. And at the time I took it for granted, now I think it's maybe a little hard to come by. Because it was the only one that wasn't... That never got a mass release, you know? Right. The other toys were just a packaging difference. Interesting. Let's see. Okay. What T1 million... On eBay, yeah. I'm searching do a right search now. For T2, One million dollars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> T two. So. I don't even think it's coming up. Wow. T two three D. Get until there's a Sergeant Candy toy. <laughs> You're gonna. I mean, Sergeant Candy might very quickly become your number two behind uh, Rex. He might be your second <laughs> favorite open character spot. in all of media. I mean, yeah. there, there isn't a number two or a number three or a numbers uh, four through a right. uh, hundred for that. So, so far, it's so. a one and done list. Yep. Yeah. yeah. But Candy, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm pop culture character monogamous. Yes. With Rex yes. And, uh, so I'm, but you know, maybe it's time to branch out. I see here that I cannot find T2 3D uh, T1 million, but I can find funny 3D print Putin, Donald Trump, and Kim Jong-un short sleeve casual t-shirt and they're all in like track suits together. Oh, you know what? Send me that. <laughs> that's send what me that. I was thinking. Of. Yeah. Uh-huh. Post that on Twitter. Send me that. That's really yes. fun. <laughs> Ten bucks. Ten bucks. That's free. Oh, that's great. Free shipping too. Uh, I'm going to find I, I will uh, send you at some point when after we're done recording. Can uh, you send I'm that um, the uh, 
T the the RoboCop Terminator toy. Too. Oh yes, oh yes. I'm very please. curious about that. Right, I'll create a Dropbox of all the toys I've referenced. Yes, yes. We can all access yeah. that, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, um, and uh, it'll all be uploaded to Skynet. Yes, <laughs> yeah, where it belongs. Soon enough, uh, Griffin Newman. Once again, you have survived podcast the right. I was trying to think. Of, I was trying to find the script while we were talking, so I could do like the actual. Oh, like, the and end. so once again, yeah. we have found ourselves yeah. amused by <laughs> the toy observations of. Uh, wonderful guest. Um, but you do feel like you've survived at the end of this ride. I mean, it is a real, like, we yeah. accomplished something here today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Future is what I, you I think it. mainly yeah. we accomplished it not being three hours. But yes, yeah. Yeah. next time we'll keep, we'll keep just hey, stepping yeah. up the length. And hey, you knew it was a great ride because it had a dash and a colon in it. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Double pump punctuation. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so Our what, favorites. Just be, yeah, build up your girlfriend to be ride or die for complicated punctuation <laughs> yes. and then we'll yeah. know she really made it. Yeah. We're still uh, at the point in our relationship where she doesn't understand why I get worked up about that. <laughs> she now gets why I get excited about rides. She's like, who cares what the thing is called? Mm-hmm. In, in due get, time. She, yeah, she'll get there. Uh, BVS Dawn of mm-hmm. Justice? Why Dawn? <laughs> <laughs> and what's the, what's the new term again uh, dark, fate. Uh, dark fate dark terminator fate. dark fate okay dark shadows um, yeah terminator dark shadows <laughs> the tick season two is yes. just the tick season two it's not uh, uh no there's no tick it's two, a dark tick fate. season two robin season uh no there's no there's, uh we're, we're not doing the the stranger things argument that it's not a second season it's a sequel it is a classic good old american season two fantastic uh cool. 10 episodes all on uh, amazon prime great April 5th. great yeah. check it out out uh, uh, and the podcast, which yes. I've been listening to a yes. ton since you've been here. Uh, mm-hmm. But but tick, please watch uh, watch early and watch often. Because uh, <laughs> the streaming landscape is the wild west these days. Yeah. It sure is. Yeah. Keep refreshing. Yeah. You and Scarier Peter Serafinowitz than... together are so funny. Thank you. As a duo, it's uh, delightful. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Thank you for coming to the. Uh, you saw. You saw. You're. You're one of the few people who has seen. Uh, oh, an I've episode seen the from season yeah. two, and you guys were very funny on on panel too. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, uh, we it's it's the uh, one of the reasons I want the show to keep going is that uh, we we all actually like each other, which I right. think for uh, all mm. of us, we know how rare it is that there isn't at least one gigantic asshole in a group. <laughs> and usually they bring the whole thing down. And so, like, every time we get to do like a convention or promo thing, we're like, this is like great. We get to like hang out like we want to have dinner together. Yeah. We like being in break rooms together. Sure. So I just. Uh, uh, you know, I, I don't want to go back into the wilds of uh, pilot season. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Less appealing yeah, you never you? know when you're going to get cast on like a, a lethal weapon, you know, <laughs> with people oh, apparently right. punching oh, each yeah. other on a daily basis. Right, right, yeah. right. Yes. Well, have you thought about getting back into improv classes? I've it's never a it. bad time to start taking classes <laughs> yes, again. I've thought about it. Yes. In Orlando. Yes, of course. Uh, well, yeah, 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 learned. Sure. Oh boy, yeah, I think we're all yeah. going to move there right. after this. Hey, as for us, check us out on Twitter, on instagram mm-hmm. check out the patreon second gate at patreon.com slash podcast the ride check out our t public store anything else specific going on right now uh, i don't know nothing yeah, yeah just all fun stuff yeah absolutely and uh, uh yeah civico civico uh, checking out all of our peripheral bullshit <laughs> uh, yeah. if you can all right mm-hmm. thanks for listening catch you next time forever This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Mike Carlson, Jason Sheridan, Scott Gardner, 
Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Engineered and mastered by Alex Sarche. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcast.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook. <laughs>